Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you, like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I That's am right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Oh! Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Root beer, also okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast.
Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. Hey, this is Alan here, and I've got a great deal for you. <laughs> hey, I'm Chewy, and I'm crazy with my deals. Hey, everybody, I'm Ian, and for only two easy payments of $9.95, you can have some of this. Free. <laughs> here, now, it's free. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. Uh, this yeah, is your I first time. Help old Ryan out. <laughs> if this is a hot gills dancing for you, no. Um, if, if this is your first time with us, hello, welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, and if you are returning Four Color Cadet, we will salute you and uh, wish you a speedy drive. You shouldn't be standing while you drive; that is unsafe. Um, so, uh, However, welcome. Very talented. Welcome. Yes. Very good. Good job. Welcome to the show. Um, so if this is your first time with us, uh, we are a comic book podcast, kind of like a comic book book club is the best way to describe us. Um, and there are four of us and there are four parts of our show, which I'll get to momentarily. But firstly, we want to go through a part of the show called the business, which reminds you up front that if you'd like to reach out to us and get in contact with us, you can in the following ways. Way number one is you can actually reach out to us via our website, fourcolorpodcast.com. It's a Tumblr site. So you can follow us on Tumblr at the little plus button in the top corner and follow us and get updates on new episodes. And sometimes Ryan likes to also post pictures of of the books that we read so you can see them what they look like so you know what the covers look like i'm on tumblr you are uh we also have a couple other ways to reach out to us namely social media uh, which is also on that tumblr blog you can do uh some social media following there um you can follow us on twitter we do have a twitter account um for four color commentary that's at four color pod on twitter you can also follow us individually on twitter uh so we'll go around the circle real quick alan how can people reach out to you on twitter uh, I am at marginally talented, M R G N L Y talented. Chewy, and for Chewy, it's going to be at Chupacabra, C H E W P A C A B R A. You can reach out to me, Ian, at, at irich. That's at i r i t c h. Uh, I'm on Twitter too. My handle is Ryan Roop. That's R Y A N R U P P E. Uh, you can also reach out to us via Instagram, also at Four Color Pod, and also give us a thumbs up like on Facebook. And uh, if you like contacting us the old fashioned way, you can reach out to us via good old fashioned email at fourcolorpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. There's a neat little subscribe to iTunes link there. You can click on it, leave us a review. We like seeing those. And also uh, get new episodes as they come out. And you can also check out some of the other shows that we do uh, at the Stuff and Things Podcast Network site. Uh, we are part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. And that's at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So, gentlemen, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. It's been about a week. We're two weeks. Too excited. Two weeks. It's been a while. I'm going to talk about some comics. I I'm saw you earlier today. You, I've seen, but I haven't seen Alan in a while. You live with Chewy. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a reason that I'm the odd one out. Because it's the know, beard. That happens. It's Alan's the beard. Decided, Alan's decided to give his heart to a special one. No, honestly, it's because you're... T- too lazy to come over to my place. That's, That's also probably true. true. You've never you're invited us to be fair. come over just, to our place. He's here now. That's fair. Yeah, I am here. Has to be yeah, barely. That's true. That's true. Um, so as you can see, there's four of us, and we love bickering with each other. And we're no, we don't. We do not. Just in it. case you don't know who we are and why we make fun <laughs> of Alan. I see what you did there. That let's go cool. around the circle and introduce ourselves to all of our new we listeners. We're, we're Marvel Comics style. We like to give you a little recap of who we are, and because we imagine that this is somebody's first issue, like good old Stan says. So, Alan. Tell the boys and girls at home about you, who you are, and why they should vote for you. Absolutely. Uh, I like lots of things. First of all, anything that has the word metal, or if it's blood, or no, dangerous, that's, that's, that's me. No, no, that seems wrong. No. Do, the, Alan, okay, do okay. The, right, about, the right you. How about I like any of the big two, no. and anything Alan? with a good... No. Do you like face punches? 
No. Because you're, you're straight Oh, wait. I thought for sure Alan did like face punches. Uh, I don't know. No, I'm really confused. I like sci-fi and kids books. Nope. No, that's, that's, uh, that's only some, one some choice left, though. Alan. Go ahead. Give but us But that's the one. lame choice. Nobody... All right, fine. Um... <laughs> My name is Alan, and I like things like art, and I draw sometimes, so you can follow me on my Twitter and my Tumblr for that kind of thing if you are into it. Uh, <laughs> mostly, I bring uh, web comics and mangas like my niche. I like um, action comics for the most part, uh, and panel layout and uh, artistic style are something that I bring uh, when it comes to critically evaluating books. Chewie, what about you? Well, as as Ian just mentioned, I'm Chewy. Hello. And I tend to like books that uh, are a little bit darker. Um, that, unlike Alan, who's trying to pass himself off as me. He's trying to identity theft me. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, um, There's he a show about that called CSI Cyber. Oh, the cyber deep, makes it cool. Where they go in the deep web? Yeah, they do. <laughs> I have um, a podcast on the deep web. I tend to like uh, the books Torque that are a little bit darker, maybe some bone breaking in there, some face punching for sure. Or in some cases where people are suspended from an oil derrick with their guts, you know, just spilling out of them and lots of blood in the middle of, you know, random isolated places. Basically, if you're looking at a book and there's anything either content wise or artistically where you're looking at it, you're like, man, I shouldn't metal. give this to my children. No, I'm just kidding. That's yeah, that's the book that I like. Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian. Um, I like all sorts of different comics, uh, but I tend to kind of gravitate more towards superheroes and things like that. I'm, I'm really a sucker for uh, anything with a good story, though. So even if the art maybe is a little bit lackluster, uh, if the story is really strong, I can stick with the book and still find something I like. And I try to find something I like in every single book that I read. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, uh, Ryan. I, uh, I like comics as art and comics as literature. Yeah. Uh, I like, um, I don't know, I, I like books that are, I tend to like books that are more science fiction-y, so books that do go into the deep web, or uh, or books that are appropriate for children, as opposed to... <laughs> not the ones you find on the deep web? Not the ones you find on the deep web, or that Chewy uh, eviscerates, um, <laughs> or that have a viscera on them, is that how, is that, viscera? that's probably... Viscera dripping in viscera, within, within I like that word viscera. Yeah, those are yeah. those not no those are usually not the kind of books that I wouldn't eviscerate a comic book. I respect them too much. Ooh, <laughs> but human bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never done it, and you can't prove that. So that's not a thing that we're going to discuss any further. <laughs> Moving on. So that is the four of us, and there are four parts of our show, as I mentioned, and we'll go through those very quickly now and get into it. So part number one of the show we have is called Here's My Issue, where each of us bring an individual comic issue. We all say, here, read these, or we're not friends anymore. And we all like being friends, so we all read them and then come together and talk about them. Maybe some things that we like, maybe some things we thought maybe could have been better. Uh, the part two of the show we have is called uh, First Prints. With First Prints, we bring a classic comic run or a graphic novel um, or a classic issue, something that if you're brand new to comics um, would be a great way to start and sometimes we even bring newer books that we think hey you know even if you're brand new this is a great place to start uh, you can also uh, listen to the third part of our show third part three parts if you're not done with us after two there's three parts uh, the third part is called the four color character compendium in which we talk about classic comic book characters maybe a superhero a, a super villain maybe a, a super team maybe uh, maybe a creator an artist a writer somebody who is important to comics and important to know about uh, when you're just getting into comics or if you're just looking to brush up on your comic book history and and lastly, the last part of our show, just like any good comic book, we end with Back Matter, where we talk about uh, comic book news and happenings, what's going on. We read from our four-color mailbag, where you can send us messages, and we read them on the air here. Well, on the air, the podcast air. I don't know how that works. On the it's file. It's canned air. It's, it's <laughs> 
Um, and uh, then we wrap can't. up our show, and that is the that is the four sections of our show. That is the four of us, and so we begin. So, gentlemen, who drew the short straw this time when it comes to here's my issue? I believe that that person is I, ah, Chewy. Tis I you, the one. Tis I. No, no, <laughs> no, not no! Chewy. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Peaked a little bit there. Yeah, I know. I wanted people to, to wake up. We were getting kind yeah, of NPR. I know you're there. listening to this when you're driving at night, and we need to keep you on your toes there. Uh, I'm pretty sure we just ran it. somebody into a medium. I really, I still want to really hear NPR's four-color commentary with Ira Glass and all the, just a bunch of Amer- this American Life contributors talking about com- in, uh, our story and four acts today. Act <laughs> Ian, your choice in comics is horrendous. In this book, there's lots of blood, bones breaking. I feel like I Faces would be the David Sedaris of the bunch. <laughs> oh, can I be Roman Mars? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know these names. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, Chewy, tell us about your book that you brought. I definitely week. don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> the book that I chose to bring this to. Okay, no, we're not <laughs> okay, doing that. <laughs> Burning Fields. <laughs> Issue number one. Put out by Boom Studios. The subtitle, Enemy. God, I am so enemy. bored. <laughs> I'm so bored. Written. I feel like we should have music playing in the background. <laughs> Written <laughs> by Michael <laughs> Morikai <laughs> and Tim Daniel. <laughs> Illustrated <laughs> by Colin Lorimer. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Ryan is losing his collective <laughs> S over here. <laughs> uh, the opening panels of this book include pliers covered in blood. The scene, unknown. The pain, evident. By the way, you guys realize that Chewie's doing his white guy voice right now? <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good. All right. So I'm Chewy. really impressed. Chewie, tell so us. this is the most artful <laughs> We've ever version done. of someone tearing a tongue out of a human body's that I've ever seen yes. in a comic yeah. book. It looks incredible. Yeah. Like the just the the way that the the way that they did the colors, the colors are kind of subtly green and blue with this intense red accent. And there's just these little bits of like halftone dots in different places. And they full on rip a dude's tongue out. Yeah. Yeah. It looks incredible. It's, dude, I thought they were going for teeth at first. I'm like, oh this is gonna hurt. And then he goes for the tongue. Way like, worse. I don't I can't even I can't even how, and he doesn't I cut it out. Guys. He doesn't I, cut no, no. it out. He grabs it with pliers. He pulls it out. Oh my yeah. gosh. And this that's is, the first this is page. page one. This yeah. is a metal comic book. Well, and then the it, and then it moves on. That's sort of like setting the stage. It yeah. seems like this book is. This is a very geopolitical book. It reminds me. Yeah. Uh, in a lot, a lot of ways, of geopolitical books this week. Now yeah. that I think about it, it reminds me a lot of ways of. Uh, remember when we read zero. I don't think so. zero. Yeah. I brought <laughs> zero. Um, and even even after that, uh, or before that, we did um, the Nathan Edmondson Punisher. Yeah. They're all kind of very similar. Mm-hmm. Like have this like like military. Like kind of grim. You is what it feels. It feels like, like a covert ops. A yeah. Lot. yeah, yeah. Like like, you know. like one of those movies where like nobody's a superhero and there are parts where everybody just sort of like sits and stares at the camera because of the awful things that they've had to endure. Yeah. Like that kind of movie. This reminds me a lot like of Academy believe Award it or not. Movie. I don't know if you, I don't know if you <laughs> saw this or maybe that's why you like this book. This reminds me a lot of True Detective. It has that True Detective. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking True Detective. Uh, okay, I was also yeah, thinking yeah. Zodiac. Yeah, that's yeah, same yeah, sort of idea. Yeah, it reminds that, me a lot of Zodiac. Oh, but it has that like True Detective feel. Things that are metal. Yeah, I'm just saying, super metal, know, super but metal. also, but also like really, really atmospheric, but not in a like. It, it it almost is like a David Fincher. It's funny you mentioned that. That yeah, Zodiac, yeah like it feels like David Fincher. And David Fincher thrives on sort of making everything feel. And and some film person is going to be angry at me, uh, but I feel like he thrives on making things feel real, feel mm-hmm. like real as in like concrete, like these are actually things that really Visceral. exist. Mm-hmm. To use your word, yeah, actually, yes, absolutely. Vocab yeah, for the show. Uh, I know words too. 
It's the word. So I feel like this book very scream real loud. I feel like this book very successfully (laughs) conveys that atmosphere. Visceral is today's secret word, by the way. Yes, it is. It's um, I thought it was conky. Really interesting. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just like you said, there's no superheroes in it. It's not like you know a book that's like, oh, well, what's about? It's it's this is the beginning of it. It's a completely self-contained story, and it's it's more along those lines. It feels like the exact opposite of what when when like your mom's like, oh, you read comics. You're like, yeah, this we're we're reading this they're like oh my god yeah, yeah it's like what like it doesn't it's not like oh is someone in a cape it's like no there's 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 important stuff going on this there. is like the comic that when you're a kid and you find out your dad reads comics you're like oh dad probably reads like this kind of comics <laughs> you know it's like it's like tom this, clancy this tough boy comics it's like tom clancy <laughs> unless, in comics unless you're ryan's kids in which case your dad reads children's comics <laughs> We'll get so there. so what? That's, <laughs> nothing wrong with Fight that, me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> technically, Ryan read this, so technically, this is essentially he is like dead. a snuff film on comic form. Jeez. Okay, that's that's okay. A little that's dark. a little. I really dark. like the main character. <laughs> but I can see what you mean. I see where I, it's interesting because I feel like I've read a lot of books like the ones we mentioned. Well, Punisher like Zero. Pigs. Yeah, mm-hmm. way back, way back. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. Wait, wrote, so, which one was pigs? It was the one the about Cuban, uh, the Bay of Pigs, the yeah. Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, that one was good. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but I, I feel like a lot of those books, Why did I like just they have good that like was. an angry, an angry antihero, well, like super like, confident antihero or super competent antihero <laughs> with a checkered past. But all those guys are always like grim dudes. Yeah. And this is a lady. Yeah, yeah. but she's like a grim lady. I yeah. know, but it's it's like just the, just the fact upon his face that it's not just another dude. Mm-hmm. I think I think adds a level of complication. But to Ryan, it. because because it because you don't often have a female character who like has that sort of well, angst he, and power over other people the same way you do with an angry dude who carries a machine. But gun. Ryan, she's yes. white. True, true story. So, so clearly that nothing, nothing is perfect. Clearly forever. that negates your whole not argument. Quite there I disagree. <laughs> uh, Ian, what, what did you think? I have things to say, but you've been quiet. Um, I enjoyed the book. It reminded me of True Detective. It made me, and honestly, that's what I was like when I finally hit me that that's what it reminded me of, and that's the vibe I was going for. I understood it a lot better, and I was moving with it because at first I was like, I don't know where this book is going. Is it one? Of, is it a murder book? And I'm like, okay, now yeah. there's war involved what's going on here is it is it going to be like when we read zero and it's going to be really depressing um but <laughs> then i was like oh it's got like a oh it's got that true detective vibe I'm like i'm digging this i'm digging this and then that last panel good lord that last full page spread about that panel when I you forgot, mentioned yeah, it earlier for, in this podcast yeah. i forgot i was like that's where is that coming oh, from oh man just the now, sheer amount of I like know. guts and and sin- oh god it looks horrifying so but this, it's so perfect and the carvings on them too. oh yeah that's that's uh, that took some time is it bad that is that that bad? That's where my mind went. Like, oh, that probably took a long time to set up. Yeah, I could never do that. I could, oh, that's how I know I couldn't be a serial um, killer. I couldn't commit to I, that. What I dug about the main character being a female, also in this mm-hmm. one, was she's also not because there's the other side of the pendulum where people are like, okay, well, you know, we need we need the the girl to be the tough one and like the strong one. So mm-hmm. let's let's give her a weapon and let's make her beat up guys. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily Which mean strength. Doesn't necessarily yeah. mean, you know, strength or or even just like a tough a toughness. It doesn't convey toughness. It's it's just the way she carries herself and her state of mind mm-hmm. and her personality and What's cool is here you don't see her going around hitting people. She eventually has to defend herself, you know. Um, but it's there's no like straight up like oh, I'm on a war path. It's mm. almost like reluctant. Like you said, it reminds me of in True Detective. You know, mm. um, what's her name? Rachel, uh, McAdams. Rachel McAdams' character in in yeah. Season I got two. I got a lot of that vibe from her. Yeah, as well. I was just like, I got some stuff going on, whatever. And then it's just like you know what? I try to get out of it. I 
keep pulling me back <laughs> in. Um, this one for me was like a like a roller coaster. So, the beginning, uh, I'm like, hey, look, this is Chewie's book. Yeah, it's a Chewie book. <laughs> it's like page one. From the rest of there, it was kind of like I don't like procedurals for the most part. Mm. Not that I not that I think they're What's bad. Wrong with you? I, it's not well, that they're bad. It's just I burned out on them so hard growing up. And when you're like, talking about procedurals, you're talking about like. Law and Order, CSI, kind of like cop, right. cop show. Yeah, which of, this okay. reminds me a lot of. I can oh, yeah. see that I too. See that. That's, I mean, True Detective is just like a more dark yeah. version. Of yeah, that, it's basically still a little. It's, it's basically it's still procedural. procedural. Um, so like I burned out on them so hard. So when it gets into that tor- territory, I'm just kind of like, all right, okay. So I I had to readjust and settle in a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of you know go forward from there. Um, once they got into more of the um, uh, what's his name the the Iraqi police guy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the main detective guy there. Yeah, mm. when, once there was a little more him in the forefront, and he has this cool backstory with his kid and being a um, detective, a, a a detective in the country. Oh yeah, that, you know, is being invaded by the other country that mm. most of the readers probably live in. Yeah. You know, it's it's <laughs> sort of that appeal to humanity a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes, I think, that character all the more interesting. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting spot to have a main character be in. Exactly. So we have so far we have a, a like a lady angst character, which you don't normally get, and a foreign um, authority figure uh, character, which yeah. is a little different, a little weird. Well, at least while still dealing with with the main, at least while still dealing with an audience whose main readership is the the. It's Not probably the bad guys, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's probably gonna be the the the, the foreigner to that country. Yeah. But uh, what was interesting about um, this guy uh, Aban uh, Aban Fassad, the uh, lead detective? What I thought was interesting was how he wasn't just like I'm gonna clean up the system and this and that. He was kind of like, listen, our hands are tied for these reasons, and he's even telling the other guys like. They already think we assume they, they assume that we know nothing and we don't know how to do our job. Mm-hmm. Use that as, as an advantage. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, yeah. we know more than they think that we know. Let's just like play it, play it up. Yeah, it's a good. It's really savvy. It's really like yeah. Yeah. you know, it's sneaky and smart. Yeah, it's really street smart like that. And I thought I, I dug that. It wasn't quite the you know fr- well freedom for this or whatever because. If you're trying to appeal to people that live in, let's say, America, you know, uh, to humanize, you know, uh, other people, um, you know, involved in this conflict, you could just go to the extreme and be like, oh, here's the other side of it. And, you know, like rise up and all that stuff. But, you know, here we are in in our houses here. It it doesn't strike the same chord. But you'd be like, okay, well, this guy, you know, he's not quite doing that. He's moving towards that, but in a way that's kind of like weaving through the red tape, you mm-hmm. know, more in a procedural way. I thought that was a really effective tool to use as well, but I digress. Cool. What's your thing of the art? Uh, real quick, a couple more things I just want to go over uh, was uh, between that and then we get into the kind of climax of the issue where they all have this Mexican standoff thing was a little more actiony, so I was a little more into that. And then we got to the last page where, yes, I was on your guys's um I was with you on that where I totally forgot like how this book started and the way it ends is roughly Yeah, the it's same weird. Thing. It kind of like bookends itself. Which is weird. Um, the other thing, real quick before I get to art, is the uh, speech bubbles and how they do... Uh, God, I'm going to screw this up. It's either Farsi or Arabic and I'm going to get crap for this. Um, mm. So the way that they do the, they the do secondary language, language yeah. Yeah. instead of doing like the asks or, uh, asterisks, asterisks yeah. uh, or, or the parentheses, 
um, they make a little note in the top left of the bubble, like it's part of the speech bubble, and it's in uh, that other writing, so you know what they're speaking is in another language. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like a great way to do that. It's a little less. It doesn't take you out of it as much. It's just not like, oh, I guess I'm reading this now. It's very fluid and very easy to read. That Here way. was my question with that, though. When we talk about the first panel, you have that uh, the other language, which again I'm not going to label because I'm not sure which one it is, where the guy's saying no, please, right? So we understand that's in another language, but then you have the other one that's written out phonetically in English, and then there's the asterisk which points you down to the caption box below and translates it. Like I haven't seen that. I've seen one or the other, but this kind of mixes both. And I'm wondering why there was that, you know, mixing of them. Do you guys have any ideas or have you seen it before? I think the, uh, I think it would be to differentiate like, or to ease you into it. Maybe like to (laughs) like, Hey, this is translated. And then after that, you kind of realize that it needs to be translated. So there's just a little, like, like one extra uh, asterisk in the, in the top left or something. Well, the thing is later in that same section, the the guy who's doing the tearing of flesh yeah they do the speech bubble the other way yeah well, and do you it notice like too do you notice that in that first part it's very similar to the markings that are on the bo- on the body at the end where it shows oh, yeah, the language so it makes me feel like it's a great way to a foreign language but that doesn't necessarily mean it's Arabic or or I anything maybe, I think that's more like a speaking in tongues almost yeah my feel is that it's either a different language or it's like some sort of incantation that's or what something. I'm thinking too oh maybe uh maybe a verse of some kind yeah, like it's yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to be He's taken something. from something yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what I think too that's interesting yeah I like I think that's cool and I because I noticed it because when they go later um, and they're doing the other scenes they still do that sort of thing where they have a bubble above it that shows a different foreign language in it but it's not that same symbol which tells me that they're differentiating languages in some way so I think the art in this book is great by the way I yeah I, I like think how it's super really dark well. and the colors are really subdued and he, except for that red I think that you make a really good point so I think this is another one of those books where you have to make the distinction between line work and coloring yes because the mm-hmm. line work is really excellent you get this really cool and I think one of the one of the things that ties it into that true detective feel mm-hmm. is the fact that it's a more realistic art style. Yes, like very much is. Yeah, you're looking at a more based on real life with sim- simplified features mm-hmm. style. But I think what really sells this book is the coloring. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the color palettes in each scene, in each uh, mode, like you have the yellows and the oranges for the desert. Um, back in her apartment, it's blue and black. And it's it's not just one color it's a lot of gradients like everything is gradient um fading from a darker color into a lighter color mm-hmm. um and i think that it gives it this really cool what's i don't know like noirish kind yeah. of kind of feel to it yeah mm-hmm. i feel that so a little more clandestine a little more um secretive a little more uh disconnected from the larger world because it feels like there's a shadow hanging over everything mm-hmm. and then you get to the desert and everything especially in that outside scene everything is bright and lit up like there's nowhere else to hide there's a bunch of people around but it's not as secretive um i think that the coloring definitely doesn't outshine the the artwork in this case but i don't think it'd be the same book without it we should mention it's written by michael morrissey and tim daniel uh illustrated by colin lorimer colors by joanna la fuente well done so well done team well done um so true where can people pick this book up so i picked it up um i picked it up at brick and mortar at fat collectibles i just saw it on the 
on the rack and I was like, that looks interesting. You know, just an oil derrick on it. But it's from Boom. It'll be available online as well as in brick and mortar. Might it, this is this came out a little bit ago, so finding a number one of it might be a little bit tough. But it's you not might be super able to find long. It. it came out like January ish. Yeah, right? like the earlier this year. Like, but um, you know, it. I also know they didn't carry like necessarily a giant amount of them in stores and stuff. So it's one of eight. Um, you know, you might be able to find it and trade it at some point. But you could probably look online as well as brick and mortar. It's Burning Fields number one. Perfect. Uh, so, I, Ryan, I believe you are the next person in line here. Yes. It's Ryan, me. tell us about your book that you brought. Sure. I brought a book um, from, uh, it's a few years old now. It's called Jersey Gods. Uh, and uh, art's by Dan McDade, who we have seen actually a number of times in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the guy who did Vandroid and, and a couple other things. But on in this book, well, I won't say specifically who he's. His drawing style looks a whole lot like, um, but I'm trying to remember <laughs> the, like the writer. Give me just Carwin Duke. <laughs> uh, no, sounds what? more like uh, Yak Yerby. Oh, okay, yeah, that too. I see that oh, too. Are you kidding? That's exactly. What uh, it's written on. by Glenn, Glenn Brunswick. So it's Jersey Gods. It's like a romance comic, but in the fourth world <laughs> and also in Jersey. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't it's know like what you guys Orion think. finds love is what it's like. Um, I think it's awesome. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Actually. I like the, uh, I, I liked how it started off like, so like typical and, and just a, almost romantic comedy like, and then all of a sudden it's like space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like eight seconds later we're in space. Kirby crackle. Oh yeah. yeah Kirby, Kirby crackle, crackle everywhere. Crackle. I don't know. I, uh, I was also, I'm going to stick with my assessment too. But I, th- I think I think you're. Yeah, I think you're. Right. I think there's some Darren Cook there. But more so, more so, or maybe maybe it's maybe it's um, maybe it's um, I can't think of his name right now. Oh my god. Uh, never mind. Forget me. Um, but it's, yeah, it's I, supposed to look purposely sort of like golden age, or at least like it's like. Know, classic, but but right? I see. But yeah, I do definitely see the Jack Kirby in it. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely absolutely see the Jack Kirby in the artwork with all, all just like the colorings and things like, and the way that yeah, the other Kirby crackles in there, all that stuff. Um, and also the types of characters being used. Oh yeah, to a giant cosmic, you know, you know, exactly, you know, cosmic deities. I must do my duty. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you're thinking pretty hard. Yeah, I'm there, trying buddy. to think. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, I was gonna say a little bit in the beginning. I see some, a little bit of Dar- Darwin Cook meets Bruce Tim. Oh, okay. In there too, but that's me. I don't know. I'm weird. Um. Yeah, but I, I, I like that it just suddenly switched. I like that these dudes who are like cosmic superpowered beings are talking about, like, oh, man, I found a new girl. Oh, sweet. I think she's loving my life. Ugh, whatever. Yeah, like, you <laughs> say that about every girl. And I was like, <laughs> I was like come on, let's go, let's go to Nebulas, dude. Come on. Or let's what, go clubbing, yeah. What, what was the name of the place? I think, uh, I, think, no, I think it was that. Oh, like Cumulus. That. It's oh, weird. It it's like even super space gods talk about, I just, I just met this name. I bet Samantha. I mean, she's, she's great. That's my girlfriend's name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, um, but that's that's the idea. Is like I like I think it's really interesting that like uh, that that, that it, they just they can be talking about anything. They can be talking about anything at all, and that's the way they choose to go with it. Which I like. I think it fits the book. It's interesting. It, it makes it flow really well, even though the setting changes so drastically. Mm-hmm. I just love that it's one of those things where oh, we're having this normal conversation while yeah. doing extraordinary things. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a better way to put it. That's exactly it. 
it's a cosmic deity slice of life is what it is. Yeah. And, and like, we're like, well, no, there's all this action. Well, for a cosmic deity, that is slice of life. Like, uh, that is part true. of your daily yeah. thing. Like, well, yeah. Mean, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's my turn to be on patrol. It's like, yeah, big deal. I so love like, how they gave what's his face, like the the surfboard, like scooter thing with yeah. the, it totally looks like something came out of New Gods. Oh, that's that's Orion's thing. Like, like yeah, except in, Orion yeah. had that weird, super uncomfortable looking scooter thing. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> you, like, you had to lock it. <laughs> yeah, I never understood how it was supposed to work. Yeah, Jack Kirby knows. Let's ask him. Oh. Um, but yeah, it ends with this like giant epic battle where <laughs> a musician gets it gets liquefied pretty much, or like he, burned like, to death. Yeah, he, he gets, gets he gets yellow Kirby crackled to death. Um, but yeah, you know, those, those last few pages, all the action and like the automatopoeia, it's it's so like it's so Jack Kirby. It's so out of those comics. Like they they definitely knew what they were doing. Speaking they of definitely Jack, purposely knew what they were doing. Yeah, speaking of Jack Kirby and art style and everything, I love how messy the line work is in oh, this. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like these, it goes from being super thin to super thick lines back to being super thin again, and it looks like each page probably took like fifteen minutes, and then oh, they yeah. just colored it. <laughs> but in a good way but like it, it yeah works. but 15 minutes with a person who knows what they're doing you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. it looks like it was done in sharpie real quick and everything looks fantastic well, but it's it's jack kirby it's that less idea that proportions like there's two types of proportions don't matter there's jack kirby proportions don't matter and there's rob liefeld proportions yeah. don't matter <laughs> well, one of those is the importance is, is is knowing which one you're doing yeah, That's and, funny. yeah. and this is definitely that definitely jack the king kirby also shading does not matter yes like the, the black shading the like the block outlines make no sense for the most part it's like oh, i think this would be shaded and eh, probably this too yeah it's <laughs> just sure. so like, dramatic do you think yeah, years from now they'll look at rob liefeld and think he's like the jack kirby that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying before at some point you know it's just people are gonna look back and be like oh that's classic and no there like, there are a lot of people who think i mean from the from the uh interview that i listened to uh with him there are people that legitimately think that what he did was really, really good. Yeah, he, and if you, know you think about else, it, you know who does Grant Morrison? He took the status quo and he flipped it, and yeah, he, he created a whole new genre totally. of drawing. So I, the more the more I look at, well, well I won't want to get on in the Rob Liefeld talk, but the more I look at, it, the more I think about. It, I'm like, yeah, he just did. He defined he it defined comics for for that decade. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like when you know when you see a '90s book, whether you think that's good or bad is up to you. But you know, well, you'll know when you see one. You know when it's a Rob Liefeld drawing. It's how sure. I feel about you know Batman. I I don't like it, but you got to (laughs) respect what it did. I get you. Um, for this matter, so whatever, whatever, Alan. Ryan, what, great. what led you to bring this to us? Why, why, why was this something you wanted to show us? Uh, I remember this came out a while ago and I, I just remember it being like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And so I thought I wanted, I, I wanted to bring something fun, especially after, Sort of the super dark book that Chewie brought. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like I love little bits in this book, like the part where they introduce the the bad guy with the golden horns, and he's all die Earth people, the gods have returned, yeah. and we're not happy. And then you see the his oh, thought God, bubble is like, I hope that's okay di- for dialogue. I hate this stinking job. <laughs> yeah. Not even two hours of sleep. Like it's 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 a. Uh, I I, yeah. I don't know. I, I really well, like, like it's again a slice of life for him too. Yeah, like, this is just his job you gotta do what you gotta do yeah i really like stories and books that like uh like deconstruct things that we've always that we're familiar with Mm -hmm. in that way like we always see the the, like the new gods and it's and it's you know they're having these epic battles but we never hear them like being like oh man i'm just freaking tired today like i don't want to deal with this burrito man i'm hungry (laughs) <laughs> and so I, I really like this book. I actually have almost every issue of this um, comic. Huh. Yeah. Um, it's like applying the mundane to the fantastic. Yeah, which I which I and, think is and funny. that's one it's of my always, favorite things. It, it, yeah. Comedy gold always always works. Um, True story. 
I really, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. It also carried a very good rhythm in, in just the way that it was paced. And then the illustration behind it, you know, and, I and love the it. coloring. I love the art. It's, it's a great too. read. Honestly, I, I want to read more of this because I, I kind of want to see, okay, well, where's this lady going to fit in? Because you spend like two pages with her right up front, you know, and you're like, okay, I know her. And then the book ends with her being like, I guess I should listen to my mom. I shouldn't like get involved where... Not, which she could have just stayed out of it. I, th- mm. I, I, she think, I, I think it's cute. I think I know where it's going. I have that idea. I mean, the cover kind of gives it away. Like, yeah, anyway, that's like the, that's like the worst boyfriend ever. Like he's so perfect. I don't like that you make me wear this sweater. I'm getting out of here. But at the same time, he's like, this sweater's dumb. She's like, no, you should wear it for yeah, me. Every everything that he's. I do that kind of stuff all the time. You do that kind of stuff all the time. They're not good for each other. That's dumb. <laughs> you guys are also in long-term committed relationships. It sounds like she just met this guy. True story. Yeah. Like a month before. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> In yeah. any case. Uh, but I, I dig it, man. I want to read more of this book. I do too. Yeah. The, the, too. the continuation of the story, uh, they they eventually have a romance and then they have to meet each other's parents. Oh, oh man. That'd be it's, great. It's pretty fantastic. That's great. Um, so where can people check this out? We're going to pick it up. Uh, this came out a few years ago now. I think it came out in 2008 or 2009. Uh, so you should be able to get it. It's on image. You should be able to get it digitally. I know that there are trades of it. Uh, I think there's probably three three trades that collect the whole I think twelve issue run, um, but it's it's pretty relatively bleh, it's pretty readily available. I know it's definitely available digitally from Image or from Comicsology. Uh, back issues might be hard to find, but trades are you know you can you can get those on the internet or at your local comic book store. Cool. All right. Well, uh, moving on to the next book, Alan. I believe it's you who's next. Uh, tell us about the. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's you. The losers. The losers. That's you. you. Sure? Yes, I'm sure. Because we're going with the L. We're going with. We're going. Loser. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, there's a reason that Wait, one. What? It's what? It's yours. I don't want to tell people what my book is yet. You told them at the end of last. But what episode. if somebody didn't listen? I want them to be surprised. His book ha- starts with like 17 different words. So yeah, so we're gonna we're go with, with what, we're gonna go with the ma- we're gonna go with the main words, and you'll you'll see what that means. In a minute. All right. Anyway, um, so, I brought issue ahead. number one. It's a Vertigo book of what? Uh, it's called The Losers, mm-hmm. uh, written by Andy Diggle and art by Jock. Which I think I don't know. Is that a good way? Jock. <laughs> well, there's not an exclamation point. No, it's just Jock. 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 That Jock. Yep. Jock. Um, I was trying to make it cool. Um. It's kind of paramilitary, outlaw, anti-hero-esque book that starts off with a pretty awesome like little switcheroo gameplay thing, which I thought was really cool. What do you guys think? It reminded me in some ways of the book that I read right before this, which was my book. And because, <laughs> well, know, it's, it's soldiers. I can see the, I, I can see the similarities. Yeah. I think this is a little more fantastical and more kind of in the realm of like a, maybe they don't do as fantastic stuff, but more like in... I don't know, like a Mission Impossible type thing where it's like they're like a rogue team and they're but, working. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, yeah, but it was just a I lot. Was talking about that it was soldiers and oh yeah, I agree true. with you on that. Uh, but it's funnier. <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, it's it has funnier. that like wacky like uh, kind of like almost like a next wave mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. Yeah, it's like, it's like a desert. Yeah, heist. Not totally. Because Maybe it's not, not completely. Completely not out that of its mind. <laughs> but but yeah, like especially the guy with the glasses and the and the. The spiky hair who's just yeah. like freaking who, out. Who, who looks like he reads manga? Right? Yeah. Who looks yeah. like he'd be a manga guy? I'll, I'll be honest. When I first started reading this book, I got about halfway through it and I was just like, this just doesn't grab me. And I was like, no, 
start over. And so I went back to the beginning and I read it over again from the beginning. And that second time is when I'm like, oh, like I, I, it clicked that time. I was like, first, like, where, how is, what is going on? Here? Like, I know what's going on, but I'm like, I don't understand why this is, is good. And I, cause I, cause I've heard a lot of good things about this book. So I was, I, maybe right. I, I kind of had my expectations a little bit high. And then I read it again and I'm like, okay, just pretend you've never heard of it. I liked it a lot more that at that time. And I can understand why it gravitated, why people gravitated and towards just it. Just to clarify, this is the same losers of DC fame, yes. right? Okay. This is the, maybe the, like the losers, the yes. losers, mm-hmm. like but from New Frontier. Books? Oh, which Vertigo is DC. Which, is, which yeah. can cross over DC, cannot. It is, weird. it is, I think connected to the losers of like, Classic New Frontier yeah, fame in name only. Yeah. Oh, okay. But well, what I what I mean is yeah. it, it's military guys known as the losers. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's but I, I don't know. I and I don't know enough about this book to know if they have the same story as the losers from there, which yeah. were like criminals and whatever. Well, and yeah. the, the but losers yeah. over there also fought dinosaurs in New Frontier. True story. That's true, true. Yeah. So. There's a movie based on this book. There, there is, is a movie. I, I kept I hear it's hearing. Not very good. I, I keep hearing that like in the past couple weeks, like out of nowhere, everyone's talking about. Oh, the, the the losers like this movie called The Losers based on a comic book. And I'm like, out of nowhere, like two weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, everyone keep, decided to talk about it. It kept popping up for me on Tumblr or something. Mm-hmm. I know that Captain America plays the guy with the glasses. Oh, really? Yeah. Chris Evans does play the the guy, the crazy, uh, sarcastic kind yeah. of. You know, I want to watch. I'm this too movie, crazy for though. this. Wanna... What What really stuck out for me though with the book is the artwork, and here's why: because I've seen Jock's other stuff. This looks different than jock's yeah. other stuff i feel this, like this is probably earlier this is early i'm not something like this is early it's, it's interesting for me i love when i see that when i see an artist grow and i see not necessarily good or bad but yeah. just in style like they almost define themselves a little bit better well we saw that with um debris mm-hmm. with early riley rosmo yeah right. Right. Mm-hmm. to like more modern riley rosmo yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i like seeing that done. i like jock's artwork i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan but uh it was it was interesting to see that the change over time in that i don't I think, think i've Good. Ever noticed how heavily influenced Jock is by manga? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. Uh, I was just about to say, actually, the the page layouts in this book mm-hmm. are really, really dynamic and oh, really, yeah. really interesting. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of leading the eye, and there's a lot of action shots. Yeah. Like payoff action shots. Mm-hmm. So like normally when we were talking about in manga, where you like don't get to see what happens in between the the sword slash versus the the result, you see you you miss that middle panel. Also. If you're trying to make a point, you'll create one big panel or at least one side panel that's mm-hmm. the action shot. Yeah. And you don't get mm-hmm. so much on either side. It's like you see somebody pushing a button, all of a sudden there's a giant explosion. And there's a lot of that in this book, which I think is really, really cool. A lot of tilted angles, too. So let me ask you, have you read more of this? Or is this the, did you just feel like, I heard good things, I want to bring it? I happen to bring, or I happen to buy the first trade. Okay. Um, which I'm not sure if that's the only trade, but I'm going to find out because this... This was my excuse to get started on it, and okay. now I definitely want to finish it. Sweet, yeah. So it's gonna be something here. I'm gonna be fin- I'm gonna be. Um, I'm interested. You know, it didn't finishing. grab me. It didn't grab me at first, but then after like a, after that kind of stop and force myself to start again, it's almost like I kind of want to start doing that with movies. When I'm like midway through a movie, I'm just not feeling. I'm like, no, start again. You, mi- I feel like I missed something. Just right. to double check, make sure I didn't miss something that I that I could have liked, and I did. I'm thankfully on this because I I didn't wasn't grabbed me at first, and then I. Just start over and it got me. It I, got me. I really dig anything with like an Ocean's Eleven vibe to oh, it. Oh, yeah, And yeah. this is like Ocean's Eleven and sometimes they have to kill people. Yeah, but one, <laughs> and, and once I kind of got that, once that w- the, would grab me, that yeah. I was like, okay, now I understand what's going on here. Now I like it. Uh, I just needed to kind of find my foothold, I guess. Something that I thought was kind of interesting that was done artistically was the um, <clears throat> second to last page 
where you have talking heads mm-hmm. in static right. poses, but yeah. somehow they found a way to make them very dynamic and also personal. So you can see in each panel, like you can actually see everybody's personality. Yeah, right. yeah, it looks True. like a cast of characters. Like yeah. boom, 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 boom. It reminds me of actually reminds me of the Cowboy Bebop opening theme. Oh yeah, uh, which which shows you every character individually as in squares across a panel. Mm-hmm. Very similar. What I think is really cool about it is in the way that they chose to position them in the panel, mm-hmm. you know, and what they're doing and like how they're positioned. You know everything you need to know about those characters. Like you have you know the dude up top where he's just like stern and straightforward. Like you know that that's an order I'm a soldier you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. you have uh, you know the glasses guy where he's a little bit more sly being like all like tilted and stuff the other guy who's a little bit more reluctant tilted in the same direction but he's just kind of more looking up like uh, he's kind of like going off the panel yeah like for now we'll we'll do this for now and then you have the shady cowboy guy where he's just like yep (laughs) uh huh (laughs) yeah it definitely ends in that sort of like we just wrapped up a an awesome heist and we're going to go do and it was an awesome, awesome heist um i yeah, actually you know what it, it, this this book they turn, stole a truck full of people yes and cocaine or to no, be fair heroin. they stole the truck the people just happened to be in it yeah yes. i'm just saying they stole a truck full of people and heroin that well, was pretty true. rad after stealing the helicopter from the military yeah they stole the helicopter first yeah <laughs> i bet you these guys would be really good at stealing a ghost God. Ooh, i bet you're right <laughs> We haven't had that joke in a few episodes. Uh, wow, that's, a, that's a callback. It's been a Josh while. Um, so, so, Alan, where can people find more of this? Um, so, like I said, I got really lucky. I found it in the 60% off bin, which I'm assuming means you're probably not going to find it in many places. Um, I've seen I've seen things. You could probably still find it digitally, I'd imagine, right? Oh, yeah, Vertigo? Oh, yeah for sure. You can definitely, uh, you can definitely find it digitally. Uh, also, you can watch the movie. Uh, if you want, it has a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> oh, boy. Which, hey, that's not hey, terrible. No, that could be not. worse. It's more than a five, bro. It's, uh, it's got, um, what's his name? Chris Evans. Captain And uh, what's the woman's name? Zoe. Um, so, yeah. Sal, Saldana. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's got Gamora in it. Yeah. Oh, wanna, sweet. If you want more of her kicking butt. Want, cool. Isn't she the one who's in Avatar? Oh, Idris Elba's yeah, in this, she too. She is. Idris Elba's in it, too. As oh, Rock. Man. Oh, oh. All right, main, well, as the main dude, maybe right. Super Action Bros is gonna have to put this on the slate. Yeah, we'll have to go. put that on there. Um, so, uh, moving into the final book of uh, here's Gary Busey's in that movie. <laughs> I know he's not. I'm just pr- his I'm teeth. Confident. Just his just teeth. teeth. But I hope. I hope. Why a man can? Maybe he does like a Amazon Fire TV stick uh, yeah. commercial. Hello, pants. <laughs> It's <laughs> great. So uh, I have the last book of the, of the week, uh, and I decided to. I usually like to bring uh, superhero books, or I like to bring every once in a while licensed material because sometimes every once in a while you'll find a really good licensed comic, uh, and you can be the judge of that with this one. So, like I was mentioning last time, we're all really excited. Even Alan, who isn't the biggest Star Wars fan, but I'm sure he's excited for the for the new Star Wars movie. So, as, as such, the Marvel has that license, and Marvel's owned by Disney, and Disney likes money, so they're going to go throw out some Star Wars comics. And so I found one called. Uh, Star Wars Shattered Empire. It's brand no, new. No, no, you gotta you gotta read the whole title. The whole title technically is Journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Star Wars no, Shattered Empire. Now there we you go. Sell the title. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, it's called the comic Journey for to the Star movie. Wars: The Force Awakens. I didn't write this one. You don't even need to sell it. It says it says Star Wars, and then it says 
this is the first new material that ties into the new movie. Yeah. Everybody's like, yes, I hear his money. Please give me this so, information. And, and it opens just like any, cause I brought a star Wars book before. So it opens just like any other star Wars book. Uh, it opens with the opening title crawl, um, where this book takes place right after, uh, the, uh, end of the, right after the end of, uh, return of the Jedi. If you're not familiar with star Wars movies, stop the podcast, go watch them. What's wrong with you? Um, and, uh, it takes place kind of right after, but also right in the middle. It's kind of, um, it's kind of, a, a different view a point of the battle of endor if we're going to star wars nerd out so if you're not a star wars nerd you might want to skip past this um but if you like star wars it takes place like kind of during the whole battle of endor thing and so we're seeing you know some some classic scenes from the movie as well as mixed in with some kind of almost like the uh, another side of the same story so i don't know what did you guys think of the book i i had not read this so i kind of i kind of just brought it on blind faith to see how it was and to see what you guys thought there's a lot of Ewoks in this book, bro. There are the e-books. a lot of e-books. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have the e-books. Baraka's uh, in there and Han Sorbo. So, uh, I just you... found out that I can do this, and this makes me so... I don't know why I didn't do this tell, before the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and, and then we're going to post it on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, but we'll <laughs> give you another shot. Too bad. So, so, the, so the book had a sketch cover, a blank sketch cover, and Alan is the, now the has digital it on version his iPad came with the, on it. Yeah, the digital version came with the, uh, the blank, the blank cover. Uh, cover. And I just realized that I could import it in my drawing app on my iPad. Do it. I want <laughs> so, you to draw Jamba the Hump. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to reference a, a YouTube video by uh, Neil C., called races of star wars a whole lot so you should look that up on youtube it's not entirely safe for children uh because one word at one point but uh i read this book because i was excited about this book because i want to know about star wars force awakens right like, i wasn't too. i wasn't at all really and and i guess it sounds terrible but i wasn't all really expecting or looking for it to be a good comic i just wanted information yeah. i just You're i just like, wanted to squeeze the, this comic time. book for all of the information that i could get out of it mm-hmm. but then it was good Yep. And so I felt sort of bad by... by, by oh, by the way, written by uh, Greg Rucka and art by Marco Chichito. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm, I'm going to give one of those two shots. You tried. You That's what's important. Yes. But Mark Rucka, I'm, I'm going to vote that the writing is good. Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka, <laughs> I'm sorry. Greg Rucka. But, but it's kind of cool the perspective it takes because, I mean, if you're like me and you've seen Return of the Jedi a hundred times, um, then, then you know the end of that movie by heart. Uh, and so, and so, <laughs> all they have to do is, is show the part where where Luke and Darth Vader having a lightsaber battle, and the other things are happening. I know exactly where we are in the movie, and mm-hmm. this is another perspective of that that final battle that's assaulting the Death Star. And you don't really see it very much in the movie because you're mo- mostly focused on right. either Luke and Darth Vader or Han, Chewie, and Leia on Endor. And so this this sort of fills in some gaps in in kind of a cool way. Um, but also introduces you to actual characters who actually tie in. And are we gonna are we gonna spoil this? Are we gonna are we gonna get that Spoiler information alert out there? for the new movie? If you don't want to listen to this, plug your ears. Yeah, uh, like skip ahead. I don't know five minutes or something. There are two no, people in here who are the parents of a character that's in the new movie. Oh, oh yeah, okay. we can just, we just go with that. You know the X wing based on based on their last name and based on his. his Dameron, uh, yeah. And apparently his origin is he was conceived after the Battle of Endor. So oh, that makes which, sense. Which happened in between which happens panels in on this Between book. here, in between yeah. panels. We see a lady covered in a blanket of some kind. At first, I thought that she might have been uh, covered up in a luxurious Ewok pelt. Um, with, and then I thought that'd be horrific. Yeah, that's kind of dark. Or that'd be like, oh, I'm just Although, a luxurious fair, human pelt. I mean, if you were if you were an e-book and, and, <laughs> and somebody really close to you died. Yeah. 
wouldn't you be tempted to turn them into like a like a cloak or a, ru- yeah. or a rug so they could that's always true. be with you? Yeah, that's true. No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's no. good. But then it would be weird. It's like, oh yeah, my mom's always with me. Yeah, <laughs> like especially during that scene. <laughs> okay, oh, no. moving on. Um, no, but the I really like the dude. Space battles are hard to do on a comic book. Yeah, they are. It's really hard to do a space battle well in a comic book where there's a million things happening and super star destroyers and death stars and X wings and Y wings and B wings. I don't even know what kind of wing that Poe Dameron's mom is flying. A wing. Is that an A wing? By the way, A wings are my favorite. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Least armored, but they're very fast, but they They are super fast. They don't have the X foils. No, a wings are the answer to the tie interceptor. Yeah, they are. They're, They're the uh, you know a lot about I Star Wars that for I was a person that doesn't like Star Wars. Nerdy Star I Wars played. Do you know how much Rogue Squadron I played uh, when that game came out? I played all the Rogue, and I sat there and I listened to them. When you go select the ships and the narrator starts talking about it, I would just rotate through them. That. That, that counts as liking Star Wars. Uh, that counts as liking spaceships. There's a difference. No, no, you like Star Wars. You like Star Wars. Uh, Here's the thing: spaceships are cool. Okay, okay. Let me de- let me defend myself in like five seconds. Falcon or the Enterprise? What Millennium Falcon? I really then like you the, like Star Wars, but the Enterprise is <laughs> dumb. The Enterprise oh, is like a stupid. it's like a science cruise ship. Okay, here's the thing. Oh man, <laughs> Ryan, are you like salivating at the mouth? Science cruise ship, science and a cruise in space. In Let's space. Let's not talk about Star Trek. <laughs> uh, I need to defend Trek myself universe. for like five seconds right here. Right, 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 right. For people who are mad at me right. for not liking Star Wars, it's not that I don't like Star Alan Wars. Alan doesn't like Batman. Why are you surprised? Yeah. Number one, I hate everything that's he good. We know like this. The Beatles. True. Um, to he be, doesn't like delicious foods. That's not true. I don't know. I, I feel like we've had something where you didn't like a delicious. No, food Alan. Alan just ate Jack in the Box tacos. That's yeah. true. That's that true. is delicious food. I like terrible that's food. I like spam. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, see, yeah. Spam, spam. I've never had it, but you know I what? I mean, Hawaiian don't, food's great. Spam, don't spam, eat spam, it. Spam, but um, so, Alan, you were talking about Star Wars. What, yeah, uh, real quick. I just, I just want to say that there's, I like things about Star Wars. For some reason, the thing that I le- like least about Star Wars is the Force. And so, Jedi's to me are like meh. Like, uh, but if you, but like, but spaceships and laser guns, I'm all about spaceships and laser guns. So, so, you're, so, you're so you'd be, so, so you'd be like an A-wing pilot. You wouldn't want to be a Jedi. I'd be a, I'd be a fighter pilot or I'd be like a smuggler. Like when I thought about playing the MMO, I'm like, I'm not going to play a Jedi. Smuggler. That sounds dumb. Like but here's the thing though. You, you like Warcraft and lore yeah. and all that yeah. sort of stuff and Absolutely. like magical stuff. And basically He's being like a, space magic. Being a Jedi is a space wizard. So that's so kind of true. Basically yeah. you don't like the mixing of. Science and magic. wizards and spaceships. Yeah, I, I mean, it's maybe it's a little more than that. Maybe it's a little more. Than that. I mean, I've always so said I, that, that I, hokey religions and and ancient weapons are no match for a good blast. That's still my side. favorite line. It's my absolutely my favorite about, line. Uh, hey, can I can I make a a declaration about Star Wars? The worst. The reason that the prequels were so bad is because they lacked a Han Solo character, like an a character what? like Han Solo, yeah, a, a lovable rogue who is just sort of angry the whole time and and sarcastic they didn't have that everybody was just super serious what are you talking about jar jar was right there front and get, center. Womp, get out womp. get out out of here now leave uh i just i, I had this opinion a while ago I'm, i need i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there because it's my only platform for star wars well except for super action bros but what makes the prequels bad isn't even jar jar let me ask you a question. It's the lack of Han Solo. Well, no, it's not even that. I agree it's, with it's, it's, it's more based the foundation than that. And somebody's going to argue to me, yeah, well, it's the beginning of war. But I'm like, but nobody wants to watch that in a movie. Here's the thing. In the first original trilogy, we have 
we're in the middle of a galactic civil war. You're like, oh man, I am in. Tell me more. And this one, they're, in the first episode one, they're like, there are trade disputes. <laughs> like, that's true. And someone's like, and I was watching with my roommate, Matt, and he's like, well, that's how war starts. I'm like, yeah, but nobody wants to watch a movie yeah, called Star Wars where they fight about trade disputes. Star disputes. Yeah, it's like star negotiations. <laughs> but then battle droids come in. There's only a war at the last five minutes of the movie. They kind of had to because of the fact that the franchise started with episode four. What? So you have what to. What did you say? <laughs> Jedi? And then those guys show up, and you're like, oh, jeez. I never, hey, I still don't know to this day who those guys are. What's a viceroy? <laughs> Alan, hey, Alan, so this Alan is for, about Alan for viceroy. <laughs> <laughs> viceroy Alan. Please get that. If we're gonna have t-shirts, I want <laughs> Alan for viceroy. Alan, Batman's. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> but you have to. You have Alan to do that voice viceroy. though. You have to be like I. Oh. <laughs> really offensive. All right. So so. I think so Alan, just wanted to offend I feel like as many we should people. talk about well, the comic book itself. <laughs> I back Star in. So Wars. Alan, right. because there's such a lack yeah. of Jedi's in here, did that mean that you liked this book because it was mostly about space battle? Ian, I loved this book. Did you really? This was a great book for that exact reason. <laughs> there oh, was well. spaceships and fighter pilots and people who didn't have magical powers that were the chosen one for no reason with stupid haircuts. And uh <laughs> you shut your mouth about Luke Skywalker, <laughs> sir. You mean Justin Bieber Walker? No. Luke's Lurk Skywalter is Lurk the best. Sk- okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. Actually, that's exactly why I like Luke this book. I like. Tonight. I really liked how. Um, I mean, for some reason, Star Wars has always seemed to get away from the fact that there's other people in this war. Yeah, it's true. And I like the fact, like one of the reasons that um, uh, what's the shoot the Clone Wars miniseries, Ryan, that you tweeted about the other oh, day? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the, the Jenny one? Tartakovsky Clone oh, Wars oh, miniseries. so, so good. good. And it's got... Like, and impossible some of the, to find. You know why? And uh, the reason so that... It's on YouTube. What was, there was another game where you played as the Stormtroopers. Uh, oh, yeah. Like a Commando Commander or something like that. Squad or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good game, too. I don't know what it is. I just like you everybody like the old except... Rebel Assault games. Like, you, know what you would like the old Rebel Assault games. I like everything except... Yeah, Shadows of the Empire is also great. No lightsabers in that. So, fun fact about anyway, Shadows of the Empire for you. Fun fact about Shadows of the Empire for you kids. Did you know that that was made specifically to test market to people our age to see if there was still interest in new Star Wars content? That's funny. And, and we all bought it. One. And then they made episode one. <laughs> okay, like, so so I have a question about yes. this book specifically. Go ahead. So it seems like so this book is really good. We all agree that it's it's actually. Oh, well, Chewie, I haven't heard what you said. What do you think about the okay, book? Okay, so I'm gonna let Chewie talk it first. Was, it was it was good. I mean, it just felt a, a lot like hey here's some wrap up or here's some meanwhile back to mm. the farm, like just kind of like a little bit like, okay, cool. This is what's going on. It felt like it didn't really grab me very much to be honest. What's your relationship with the star Worms universe? I love the star Worms. Okay. I mean, star Worm star Worms is really great. Wait a minute. What are the good guys in star Worms called? Gungans? You've never seen these! Yet. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, the, um, Gungans? You went with Gungans? Uh, Technically, he is right. Gungans were... They were persecuted. Who's your favorite character? Is it, is it this guy? <laughs> is that your favorite character? His name is Boss Nass. Thank you very much. <laughs> the only reason I know that is because it's in the Weird Al song. The, oh, Rick, the Rick Ross of I, the, I have of the a, Gungans? I have in my oh. Star Wars trading cards game. <laughs> yes, you do. Misa liked it. Oh, gosh. Um, but I'm sorry, everybody listening to this. I'm was, so sorry. We tried. They love Star Wars. <laughs> we tried to say no. We're gushing on Star Wars. People like Star Wars. It was. Um. It was good. It was. It was. It was just good. I just felt like 
I turned a page and I was like, oh, that that was it. Like there, I thought there would be a little bit more. Mm. Um, and that's where I, I have a problem with this book. Okay. The last two pages. Okay. The last two pages just felt like, oh man, we're out of pages. Uh, okay, set up the next book in two pages. And it, it, yeah, I could see that. I just, could see that. She's literally I, I do agree. Yeah. She's literally like she watches them walk in, and then she just like has a little like moment with herself, like why would I be worried this and this, and then like you see her watch them walk out, and she's like, "What? Well, you were in there for a long time." Well, there's lots of computers and lots of comms. Really? Because it's, it's only been two panels. Yeah. It, it didn't really have that. It seemed, you know, and this is something that Scott McCloud talks about, you know, in understanding comics and making comics and stuff like that. And that's, you mm-hmm. know, that in, in a comic book, space equals time. And you have two very small panels at the bottom that represent a long time before yeah. they come out. Well, there's a, there's a third one on the top where they start coming out. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, to me, I, Chewie, I completely agree to me. Those two panels seemed like they walked in. And then walked out immediately. Yeah, yeah it like, felt like, like it was a too. beat panel. It wasn't a time. Yeah. Panel. I almost, I almost wonder if they were like, well, you know, we're going to use most of that last page for that mm-hmm. big, uh, that big splash of Han and Chewie. Yeah, I, I feel like the book is definitely for me like front weighted when it comes to like the the interest. Like the, I was more interested in the front half of it than I was the last bit. And not be, and like you think I wouldn't be because you think like I, I like the idea of like oh everything's happy and it's over but then some more stuff's gonna happen and I'm like oh excited but yeah it did really I mean like I'd I'd like to know more and I'd like to I'd like to give him another shot with another issue but like I yeah I, I felt like more excited more payoff from the front end like when mm-hmm. when the Imperial shuttle flies out of the Death Star it's weird as stupid as it was I didn't put it together I'm like oh that's Luke I forgot yeah. like he he flies oh, that yeah. out yeah. Um, or like where you see where they show like Lando and the and the and the um, Millennium Falcon going into the the Death Star, yeah. and they're like, "Nah, they'll like, we'll worry about it here. Let them get the glory." Like I like little moments like that made me go. Or like when you see Han and, and Lando being like, "You did what to the ship?" Oh yeah, what'd you do to the Falcon? Yeah, like, you're gonna have to replace that. Yeah, that that whole thing. Like I thought that to me is where this book shined because it mm-hmm. did a good little bits of fan service throughout showing us the characters that we know but not focusing on them for too long i think right. this compared to the darth vader book we read uh-huh. this oh, yeah. is much better yeah i like this a lot better this yeah. one this one feels more organic mm-hmm. and makes it feel a little more open to mm-hmm. um like it, it makes it easier to read the mm-hmm. last one like i said was a lot of darth vader not doing what darth vader does right Where in this that. case you get a lot of uh chewy and han and then some other people yeah. like some starfighters <laughs> doing what they do which is Fighting stars? That's mm. not quite how that's supposed to be. I, I, Fighting in stars. There you go. Nailed I like yeah. Greg Rucka, and I'm not saying like all was bad. It's just, it, it, I think it was I more of saying. a, we need that space for this. And so, yeah. uh, okay, we got to like kind of set it up. Circumstantial. Well, you guys have talked about, you talked about fan service a little bit, and we talked about how it fits into the Star Wars as a whole. So uh, this is something that I've been trying to wrap my brain around, and it's something that comes up a lot in sort of licensed comics, uh, that like there's an agenda set forth by an entire group of people that come to Greg Rucka and the artist and they're like, here are the things that have to happen in this book. Right. How yeah. do you feel? And, and, and then like, here are the, here are the characters you need to make sure you portray in this specific way because of the amount of money that this corporation that owns those characters do. And in certain ways it's, it's not any different than Spider-Man or Batman or Superman. But, but I, I don't know. It just feels, just feels weird to me that, like as a as a as a writer and as creators, they're they're they have strict guidelines that they have to make sure that they follow. They have certain yeah. things that they have to make I sure. I mean, they you happen. have to forgive them a little bit. 
Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. That's... What do you feel about that? What do you feel about comics and um, that? Because because there's a part of me that wants to be yeah. like, well, well, no, that's BS. They should be able to do whatever they want. This goes yeah. back but, to what But we... then, like, that's this is a Star Wars book. This goes so. back to what we were talking about a little while ago where it was um, comics going in a certain direction. And then, like Ian said, at some point it'll go, eh, go ahead and take this property. Like Batman for example. Go ahead and take Batman. Do whatever you want to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the... if Disney, I guess, or whoever owns the rights to the comic. I guess it's Marvel now at this it's, point. Yeah. It's Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm. If, if it's, they it's gave all one entity, it's all if one they gave wall. creative rights to a weird part of the Star Wars universe to a really good creative team, mm-hmm. we would get really good creative Star Wars content. But until that happens, we're going to get the same mandated Star Wars content. Well, and I feel like they, they did do some of that with when Dark Horse had the license a while ago. They did a lot of that weird stuff in like the Fringes Elements yeah, of the that's, Universe. I that's what I was going to say. One of my favorite little is comics is like that. Follow, you following you know, the prequels and stuff like that, you have Dark Horse over there. So it's kind of like, uh, well, the attention isn't really there. You know, people aren't like crazy about especially the newest, uh, you know, uh, string of movies. So do some stuff. You yeah, know, like have okay. You have more liberty to do this because people aren't maybe necessarily looking as closely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it, it's all gonna in this in the case of this book, it's all gonna depend on the next movie. Yeah, you know. But sure. in general, yeah, you, you have a certain duty to uh, present certain characters in a certain way, and that's the awesome and horrible thing about characters that are already established, characters mm-hmm. that are not creator owned. It, um, is that you have um, Batman's always going to be awesome. You know, <laughs> Batman's always going to be awesome because you know that that's he has who to. That's, that's the mandate. He has to be awesome. You can't yeah. do Batman. You know, that's just like a, like Woody Allen Batman. You couldn't <laughs> do that. You know, um, but sorry, that's just a good mental image. But depending I'm sorry. on the next DCU like I'll movies, my parents. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, how am I gonna? What am I gonna do? Drop my batarangs. I'm so anxious. <laughs> um, I had, I don't know you know, so my, I like his that, movies, but I don't like the anxious guys always. In the, it. the death of as my long parents as they filled me with a lot of anxiety. As long as they don't make Robin a girl, I think it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Su Yi. Um, oh wow! I just said her name. That's See, all. Uh, I said. He got it. He That's got it. That's all I said. Uh, so I it was, was in, in a similar way. Han Solo is always going to be awesome. Exactly. Chewbacca is so always going to be awesome. You have that, but at the same time, then uh, if you portray that same awesomeness in the same way, or if the people who say you got to make them awesome say you have to make them awesome by being A, B, and C, and having you know one, two, and three, mm-hmm. uh, everyone's making the same thing. If you give everybody the same ingredients and say you know you have to make this dish and it has to have this, this, and this, you're pretty much going to get the same dish. If you say, hey, should we have you seen Chef Hell's Kitchen? Well, what have I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying, and it has to be presented in a certain way. That's true. Where if you give them the ingredients and say, hey, these are the things that we need like to to have in this character. Mm-hmm. Arrange that how you'd like. Okay, now using using that analogy, which is a very good analogy, uh, using that analogy, what you need is somebody like in Iron Chef or in Hell's Kitchen yeah. that goes, oh, I have peanut butter and I have jelly. Let me make a mousse. And we, then like make this awesome yeah. peanut butter jelly swirl mousse well, and put it on top saying, of a cookie. What I'm saying, though, is sometimes you know, when, the, when the creative know, control right? is too constricted, it's you have peanut butter and you have jelly, and you must do it where you have peanut butter spread on one slice of bread and jelly spread on another one. And make your own sandwich based like that. Right. And, and make I, it unique. And I agree that's, and that's, that's what's the, happened. And use Wonder Bread. Yeah. Right. Versus just saying, hey, 
peanut butter jelly do something that's a take on peanut butter jelly sandwich. I feel like that's the reason that the end issue ended so abruptly yeah. is because I feel like they wanted to really focus on like the hey we're tying in we're doing fan service exactly. and then but they go okay but the end of the issue they've got to realize there's more bad stuff that's coming so yeah. they they rushed that portion at the end. I feel like this was kind of an, a a fifty fifty. I feel like these guys genuinely like Star Wars. Oh and yeah, love you, Star can, Wars. you can you, you can, can feel it. Yeah, but I also feel like they also kind of had had some a little bit of constraints. But not not maybe as heavy as other things, but they sure. had a constraint of the story has to end here. Yeah, in this I issue. feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, so well, uh, where can where can people pick this up? Ian? You can well, it's anywhere Marvel comics are sold. You might be able to be lucky to find a um, a nice Phil Noto cover. Um, it's Phil Noto, right? I love Phil Noto. I yeah, know. I know you do. Um, I love the Ewok cover. I tried not to be creepy when <laughs> I met him like shot. three consecutive times at WonderCon. I just kept going by his table like an hour later. Hey, can you sign a, another comic that I? <laughs> if you got nothing else to do, I mean, I'm here. And um, can, can we be best friends now? <laughs> so uh, you can uh, you can check that out uh, anywhere Marvel Comics are sold. The Marvel Comics apps. You can probably find it on Comicsology as well. Um, but yeah, feel free to check it out. It Star just, Wars just came out. Yeah, right? just came out. So you have plenty of time to catch up on it. Star Wars Shattered Empire number one. Uh, and one more little thing. We're talking about fan service. Um, I have a, a comic. It's a little short. Um, and so I probably won't bring it to the show because it's part of a compilation. But if you look, if you Google search into the great unknown, it is a star Wars comic <laughs> oh, from the yeah. dark horse era. And it makes me very happy. And I will talk, talk about it off. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but read into the great unknown. And if you like star Wars and hint Harrison Ford, if you like Harrison Ford, <laughs> you'll enjoy this. Um, and you like cryptozoology. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So, uh, moving out of the, I'll, I'll let you read it after the show, Alan. You're going to like it, I think. All right. Um, so, no, uh, Alan's probably going to hate it. He probably will. Um, moving out Is of, it good? I hate it. I like <laughs> it. Um, so moving away from uh, Here's My Issue to First Prince. This time, uh, we talked about a Marvel comic book, a Marvel comic run, which we haven't done. We haven't talked about Marvel. Usually DC gets the uh, the First Prince stranglehold, but this time, we decided to talk about a Marvel, another Marvel book. Uh, this <laughs> is... Stranglehold. Well, it does. Um, <laughs> we have to wrestle it down yes, and hold, put uh, our knee on its neck. Wrestle it. <laughs> so we read... Um, issue we read the uh, first was it the six issues first six issues yeah. of Joss Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men uh, John Cassidy is the artist I'm guessing yes, yes. John Cassidy um, and uh, yeah there's a lot Can, that goes on here let's oh, this, Julie, is, this is basically the first trade which goes by the name Gifted yes if you're looking yeah. to collect it in print yes this is kind of and it's also kind of a sequel a follow up or continuation of Grant Morrison's run on, on when he did New X-Men yeah there's like a weird continuity thing going on with that actually yeah. it, and, and I don't I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick and just okay, explain, explain this so grant morrison's new x-men came out in the mid to late 90s and it was grant morrison going like hey, I'm, I'm grant show. morrison i'm gonna i'm gonna make my own x-men and, and make them look different or whatever i can't do his accent and then and then it was like just I basically like he X-Men? he ignored uh, marvel continuity did what he wanted and so then he finished it up and they're like well, that was weird. So <laughs> back to regular Marvel, and that, and and they just like ignored it. And so then, uh, several like a decade later, Joss Whedon, maybe not a decade, but a while later, Joss Whedon came by, and and Marvel's like, "Hey, Joss Whedon, we love you. Can you please write some X Men comics?" He's like, "Yeah, and I want to write some X Men comics, um, but I'm gonna make them basically just go right off of what Grant Morrison did." And they're like, "Oh, well, what about continuity?" He's like, "Well, it's it's in continuity with the Grant Morrison comics." Yeah. And, and that's it. Yeah. And so it's it's so weird because the first time I read, uh, I had just finished reading all of New X Men when I first picked up this trade, and I was like, "Whoa, this! Why does this fit so well together?" I was really confused until I realized that it was done like that on purpose. But it's funny because they're like the two biggest runs, like the most popular 
relatively modern runs on X-Men. Uh, and then it's funny because all the X-Men comics after this took from this took from this yeah it was so like, they, like it was like they they rebooted x-men without telling anybody yeah and, and it's like it's like now the the little the little chunk in between grant morrison and joss whedon is now the weird comics yeah. and like these are like the actual run because uh the whole emma frost scott uh like relationship thing carries forward yeah. um the whole beast like kind of devolving thing carries forward um uh Kitty coming back to the team is yeah, uh, is a constant. After that, uh, Wolverine starts getting a lot more of his independence back. Yeah, he does. So, Chewie, you were going to say something, and then I cut you off. It, oh, it my fault. It's going to be a joke. Okay, oh. well, I'll make a joke. <laughs> now we're waiting for you. Oh man, I was going to say, I every time I hear his name, I know you're saying Joss Whedon, uh-huh. but I always hear it as Joss Sweden. Like oh. he's like a Rastafarian. Just yeah. Sweden. <laughs> Just Sweden. Oh, oh man, man, guys, we're totally gonna create a uh, a a group that does reggae covers of ABBA songs. Charlie, if you're still listening, the the Charlie, is, if you're still and, listening, and and, and where the their their ABBA songs, we've changed all the lyrics so that they reference uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly. The band is named Ja Sweden. You can draw yes. that or draw Rastafarian Ja Sweden. We don't care. We don't really care. Either way. Poor guy. Either um, way. So, um, yeah. So, ch- I, I remember I read this run a long time ago. Uh-huh. And I also, funnily enough, when Netflix had them, I don't know if they still do, I watched the motion comic version of this too. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I did. Ryan uh, doesn't like motion comics. Uh, but to be I honest, Ryan, I probably wouldn't have read this if I hadn't watched the motion comic first. Well, you just read it now. But no, but I, I mean, back then, I wouldn't have read it uh, if I watched the motion comic first. Because I was like, oh, I don't like motion neat. comics, but it's okay if you do. And you know, um, but know that I'm judging you. I I like so many things about like this is weird. Ryan and I kind of we, we didn't talk too much, but we mentioned like what a good like for this story, what a good X Men team they've assembled for what they're trying to get across here with the whole. It's this this is where I think a lot of the story for the. X Men Three, which a lot of people don't yeah, know true X3, story. Uh, came from, yeah. but 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 this is done better. Well, that me. and uh, God Love Man's Kill, uh, Man Kills yes. is the yeah. other run that they yeah, they fused yeah, yeah. with this to get the third movie. Um. So, but like, God, what a great X Men team they assemble for this, especially like the whole dynamic between Beast and and Wolverine. And like, because basically, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about it. Uh, this is where a, a cure for being mutant is introduced, um, is introduced. And obviously, Beast being the way he looks. Um, and since he's been sort of devolving and yeah, since he's sort of more interested more in, in, you know, science and genetics. Funnily and stuff. enough, do you guys know how Beast became Beast? Well, first he was Beast and he was just this burly dude was, yeah. who didn't like having shoes on. Yeah. yeah. And then he tried to cure himself of his mutant powers and it made him into so, a big blue furry So he dude. was our roommate, Matt? Sort <laughs> of. Oh. Yeah, he, he had less hair. But well, he yeah, doesn't pretty like much right shoes there. on. He isolated the, the, this is way back when, and he apparently he isolated the, um, the X gene. Like he got just the X gene. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. if he drank it, it would, you know, transform him more because he was already a mutant. So what he wanted to do was he was working for somebody else's uh, company at the time who wanted to steal his research. So what he decided to do was to drink it because he had created an antidote uh, Ah. in order to kind of scare and or like get the other guy and forgot to take the antidote in the hour time limit that he had. Oops. (laughs) And therefore is now stuck as a beast. Oh, poor Poor, beast. Well, he he had mutant powers before, and so then he drank a concentrated X gene. That's how he became a giant blue cat man. 
There he is. He's a furry. He's a furry. I I love. He's a furry. I love the Wolverine scene in the in, in the in the first issue here. Oh my god, it cracks me up every time. Where he's perched on Scott's bed. What stage of grieving is this? Because Jean Grey, by the way, yeah. is dead, and and, and as, uh, as she is wont to do. Scott Fro- uh, Scott uh, Summers and Emma Frost are together um, because he in, has a thing for in, psychic chicks. You know, yeah. I really like Scott Summers in this book, which which sounds weird because nobody likes nobody likes Cyclops. Cyclops because he's the closest thing to Professor Xavier in this book. I think. Well, he's. Sort of, he's sort of like, like taking on the Professor Xavier mantle, but doesn't really want it, and yeah. so, and so that's coming out as him just being angry at everybody. I don't, I don't know if he doesn't want it. Come out. No, I don't know if it doesn't want it, but I feel like, like, th- there's this sense of like the the weight of responsibility. He doesn't know if he can handle it. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel like that's it. He's afraid that he won't be able to handle but it, and he'll let everybody it, down, or they'll all makes die. Him, but it makes him angry. Yeah, and I kind of like but, I kind of yeah, like it absolutely. when he's I kind of like when he's a jerk. I kind of prefer Cyclops when he's kind of a jerk. Well, but he's still such a goob though because like <laughs> in the one scene where they're all like in Hawaii or whatever in the in the danger room. By the way, I love that every time they go in the danger room after a big fight, it's always something yeah. like calming. Why are the islands so small? Yeah. There's, like so many, there's so many Joss Whedon moments in this. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Where where he's naming why he got the team. He's like, Hank's articulate as anything, but what people see him as is, well, mostly a beast. Emma's a former villain, Logan's a thug, and me, I can lead a team. Like, it's just, he is he Leonardo. Is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he, yeah, he but- is Think about the. Think That's about all the, he is. That's his thing. He, he's not like. Oh, at least and I, he's, so, at least he he's self-aware he could, of it. Yeah, but, but he could have just been like. He could have just been like. And me, if I take these things off, like I'm gonna kill people because he's trying to point out why they need Kitty. Yeah, he's pointing yeah. out why they need Kitty because no one's gonna trust them or whatever. And apparently, one of his reasons is the fact that he's leading a team. I sort of, I sort of <laughs> am surprised that he didn't say. And you guys have me because I can see so well. Take. <laughs> Take into account how much like self-deprecation is in that statement, though. <laughs> no, yeah, that's like, true because because he, the reason he has a whole new team is because like, his me, last team I'm, all died. <laughs> I'm freaking. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Me, right. I, I can right. lead a team. I'll, I'll, okay. okay, wait. I, so I can lead a team. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't even. No, no, no. Right. I, here's what I think. I think. Good point. Think about everything else. Everybody has like genuine skills, and he's trying to like Kitty has genuine skills, even mm-hmm. if she's like a PR stunt or whatever, as far as they're concerned. But. Scott Would is. Would you say that I makes can, her a stunt? No, no, no. I wouldn't. Uh, Scott's. You guys, you guys are mean. You guys suck. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Scott's statement is: I can lead a team. He can do a thing that most computers do on a daily basis. Like that is his one thing. He basically is like going back to my original statement. He he's afraid to lead this team because of what happened previously and the fact that he can't live up to it. So his one contribution is. I can like I have experience in telling you guys what to do so you can go do it. Not that he's contributing, not that he's like rallying them, not that he's like doing the most damage or the most he's not strategizing, he's leading. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. He's the figurehead on the front of the boat is what he's calling himself, which is not in the grand scheme of things the most helpful thing. Right. So I feel like he's actually putting himself under everyone else. Ryan. Yes. Beast in this book reminds me of you. That makes sense. Like the way he like carries himself, also where he's fur. just like, like they're having their <laughs> they're having their big like argument or whatever on the I island. And at the end, that. at the end of it, he's like, "Am I the only one who's dying to see the outfits?" Just like, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's that's like a thing you would say if that was a big thing. Uh, guys, clearly we're missing the best member, Lockheed the Dragon. Oh yeah, oh, come on, oh, yeah. man. Let's, uh, can, Lockheed, uh, let's deal with this guy, Lockheed. 
because I mean, a I know he's dragon. Because I know he's like a you know little little dragon there. But for a lot of people, it's like he showed what? up. He he's, showed he, up. Uh, in it's he's Kitty's like pet pet. But it, it, depending on which X Men run you're reading, he's he's like. An alien emissary slash. He's always an alien. He he's showed always up, an alien. He showed up in the long, the old run, the Brood Saga, where basically he just kind of showed up and then said, "Yeah, cool, I'll hang out with you guys." And then like he ended up being like key later. Yeah, sometimes. And there and is there's an Excalibur issue slash couple couple of issues where they deal with other dragons of his race. Yeah, like as uh, regular dragons. So yeah, he's an alien. He's her dragon familiar. Yeah, he's he's her friend. They're they're <laughs> equals. Um, I like how in a book where people have superpowers and are fighting against an alien, our big thing like is like is like what what is there's a dragon in that it? tiny that purple dragon <laughs> yeah. named after the uh, yeah the I I don't remember there being a big space alien component to this book actually no and then I was like oh who's this guy well, with they the weird it, nose thing they call it the break world and okay yeah. for being seven issues on this first trade they don't go into his backstory like. They go into Ever. it like a little bit. Like oh, I'm he's from the, the X Men bad guy, and I'm angry, <laughs> and I and guy. I yeah. and I gave and I gave him. you guys the cure for mutantism. Yeah, but but Joss Whedon is usually pretty good at explaining all sides of the story. Well, maybe we get there. I think it might get there yeah, later. But not but in the first. I don't seven feel like issues. it does. I don't feel like it does. I feel like I feel like this remember, was Joss remember Whedon now. being like, well, remember now he's following up Grant Morrison. We need a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, but he got like, ordered. yeah, but Grant Morrison had a. Uh, Cassandra, what's her name? The like anti Xavier, yeah. his his evil twin. Yeah, yeah, anti Javier. I mean, <laughs> Ord Ord is a villain. Like he gets knocked the flip out like very easily. You know oh well, I mean? by like, Colossus. Well, he I, takes yeah, a dragon to the nowhere. face. Can I jump? And then <laughs> he, can I jump he takes ahead? a dragon to the face and then gets punched in the back? And those are two ways to be, to pull him down. Can I jump I ahead to my? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Eye They're not claws. lasers. They are concussion blasts. Uh, concussion blasts. Whatever. Can I jump ahead to my two favorite pages in the entirety of this run? Please what? do that. It is well, actually three because it's it's actually a panel. It's the panel at the end. It's in issue uh, number four. Um, I believe it looks like it's on page twenty. So that's where it starts. Just there's just great visual storytelling in my opinion. Um, so at the very end of it, at the very bottom of it, we see a bullet shot at Kitty Pride. It bounces off of something it goes clean oh, yeah it goes metal. through her because she phases yes and then it bounces off of something metal behind her and then the next page is just a full uh, shot of colossus oh uh, yeah they're, they're in this mutant facility to try to like to find out what they've been doing who they've been testing and right. colossus is there and then as, as, as if that page isn't good enough you go to the next page and it is just perfectly done oh, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. She's, she doesn't She's move at all no my favorite part about she that, doesn't that move next at all. page she doesn't move at all he runs through her towards she phases shooting, through it and, and then she, she just puts her hand on her heart oh like, man mm. and, like, and that continuity you have to be aware of yeah. is that you don't even Kitty have pride to. and colossus yeah. were always kind of a thing but you don't but even you have kind to of get a, it right from that yeah, you don't even have to that says it all right there visually without a single word and i think that is genius that's genius art that's genius writing i don't know who came up with that but whoever it, is, whoever it was, either one of you two gentlemen, bow down to you. That's that comics really, right really there. Good. That's well done. John Cassidy, man, is is a, a fantastic comics artist. And that, oh, spe- speaking of that, too, because yeah, this is kind of like not the art that you normally because it's very shiny, like it's very glossy in some places. It's not really the art that Ryan normally likes. So what what it's is it about true. John? This was his, this his was art. a time. This was two thousand four, and and they were calling the style of comics widescreen comics. Because it was very mm, cinematic. cinematic okay. Yep. Uh, and and if you look at it, yeah, it it's like watching a movie. 
It is. It's that's why the, it frustrates me that this was a motion comic because you don't need it to be a motion comic. It's already in motion in your mind. Oh, I forgot about the other panels. I like keep going. <laughs> Just towards the end. Keep no, going. That was it. Um, you guys can fight over beer. I love. That sounds good. It's also issue five, starting at page twenty as well. <laughs> I like that. page twenty, man. That seems to be the way to start. That the look on Wolverine's face. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody. Yeah. And then you go to the next page, and there's just giant colossus standing behind him. And then Wolverine's like, "Uh, okay, yeah. Why don't we?" Because he's like, you know, the the, the the what's the bad dude's name? I forgot his name. Uh, Ord. Ord. Ord of the Break World. Okay. Too scared for was <laughs> too scared for strategies. X Men. Okay, yeah. Why don't we do that? <laughs> or he goes, uh, "Then maybe it's time we finish this." And then Wolverine's like, "Okay, yeah. Why don't we do that?" <laughs> and he's just like. <laughs> Oh man! But it's more like, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I think it's more. All like, right, Bubba. Okay, okay. Yeah, what? Why don't All we? All right. Do that? Well, none of you guys are. Uh, <laughs> well, let's hear yours. No. Yeah, come on, contribute. Oh, I see. Yeah, so whatever. you can critique. Uh, can you I talk about make, this panel yeah. real quick, where it's Scott hallucinating, but he hallucinates himself in like. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget about that. Where and, he's like, got all the, the pouches, all the pouches, pouch. and even it pouches in his gloves and the flare boots. The flare boots. They yeah. knew exactly what they were doing. Oh yeah. Hey, so what do you guys think of the? What do you guys think of the the overarching story, the like mutant cure whole thing? I think it's really interesting. And it, I think it's well done. Yeah, it it allows them to explore a lot of moral gray ground, also. Um. I don't know, like, I feel like it still didn't have the impact that it should have. I feel like they should have explored a lot more of the other mutants. Like, maybe some of the kids also. Like, they did a little bit of the kids, but I feel like it could have been better. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, the it makes shield sense. thing, I'd never, I'd never, I don't think, yeah. I feel like I'd never seen I the X-Men interact with uh, Nick Fury. Old no, Nick I Fury. I mean, not like yeah, yeah. kids nowadays. You'd be like, "What? They what? know each other? <laughs> Where's the Avengers?" Like, no, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I felt a little bit more like um, I don't know. I want to see more about like figuring out the cure thing, and and you know, either uh, trying to suppress it or 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 release it or whatever they wanted to do. It just kind of felt like it was a thing that was uh, it, w- it was a ticking talk uh, a yeah, ticking, ticking clock yeah. yeah that's all it was, well, there's, there's was also, so that way they could be like well we gotta like get there like it was out. sort of the MacGuffin it was the thing that just it just existed yeah. for them to to motivate them in the into action mm-hmm. exactly like in and, and of itself it, it gives them important. something to punch yeah, yeah. basically um, <laughs> and then and then uh, fine that's fine but then they it. didn't do enough with Ord <laughs> I thought to where it it paid off if we would have spent more time with Ord and, and made him more of a, th- a viable threat um, then I, I think it would have paid out a little bit more. So I kind of felt like it was it was caught between two lands, you mm-hmm. know, with that. Um, but I mean, I I liked the idea a lot of this cure thing and the, yeah. and the fact that it was like tearing beast up and being like, okay. And then you put Wolverine st- beside that, like, hey man, you're a you're a yeah. leader here. Yeah. You can't be having this feeling. Exactly. Yeah, like, like I understand okay with- this is a question that you're having. You got to do this. You got to you got to shut up about this. It's like if any of the kids, I like like he's, I think he says something like if any of the kids out there do it, fine. But you, you're an X man. Like yeah. you can't do this. Yeah. yeah. Like you're an example, which Set is really example. messed up. It like, is, but, it but is. it's almost like you're sorry, too it's, far gone. It's, it's the whole fishbowl <laughs> thing. It's it's yeah. you're in a you're in a position of authority, yeah. and you as a, as a which and it's I mean it gets into sort of like I mean it, the the real life equivalent is sort of like racial politics where it's like you know you are the it, if you're a minority you are to a certain extent a, rep- a representation of your race yeah and yeah. you know especially if you're in a position of authority or a position of of Whoa. notoriety. 
Yeah, even even if you took you know like the the racial part out of it or whatever, it'd still be like what what Wolverine's saying. It's like it, in a time of crisis when there's a big question, you know, mm. uh, you don't want the president being like, well, on the one hand, I see like on in in like a national like address, you know, yeah. you don't want him to be like, well, I mean, I could see this side of it, and I could see the other side of it, and I mean. It's yeah. a really tough choice. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 I mean, I mean, you, you expect me? No, like, yeah. You know, there are two sides of this, and you know, there are lots of things to consider. But we must blah blah blah. You know, like you want yeah. it to be more direct and that more steadfast. Sense. You don't, you don't want to necessarily see the deliberation. Yeah, but you expect it to happen. But the the whole point of them being the authority figure is that you trust them to yeah. to make the right choice and you're just there to see the choice that they're going to make. Exactly. The only yeah. the only hard part is like think about it they've always been mutants, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh they never had the choice to not be a mutant. Yeah, it's true. So it's not like, oh you had this choice and you choose you you chose yeah, mutant. It's, true. Yeah. it's like you've always been a mutant. Now you have the choice to not be a mutant. So even if you're in a position of power, that's still like never that's not a choice you've ever had. True. It's exactly. like we eat pizza here every single day. We will have pizza. Where can and, I go for that? Yeah. <laughs> that and then the, somebody's like, but you could also have hamburgers. Like, no, you can't have hamburgers because we eat pizza this here is only. Pizza Town. Yes. We have this pizza. Is Pizza Town. Kicks him into a vat of cheese. I would go to cheese. a place called Pizza <laughs> of, Town. Of a hot, of a hot uh, red hot sauce. marinara sauce. Yeah, marinara sauce. Burns his flesh. And, and then they. Adds the meat to the sauce. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a cable success. It's just interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, and your to your analogy about the president works really, really well. It it's does, just a it little different because they never even got well, that choice. It wasn't even it wasn't even possible. I, I totally see that. But the thing is, with, with what Ryan's saying, that deliberation needs to happen behind closed doors. Right. It needs to happen in your mind, not necessarily with you're not airing your for lack That's of better words your dirty laundry. Also, where, you shouldn't fight in the hallways. Yeah, exactly. Where, 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 yes, you know, they didn't have a choice. It's like, well, he doesn't have to openly go through this debate with that. And that's, that's what Wolverine is, is, you know, basically saying. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so you guys can pick this up pretty much anywhere. It's actually a really well-known X-Men run. It's pretty easy to find. Uh, as far as if you're looking for individual issues, I got lucky and got a first issue of this. But um, it's very hard to come by. I think Chewie found one. He's like, should I get this? I'm like, yes, grab it. Just get it. <laughs> Yeah, um, the, yeah. that's the other thing I was gonna mention. The covers on these are really cool because yeah, they they're are. simple. But the but the trades the the collections of this are are, are relatively easy to find. E- you throw a rock and you'll find. Yeah. Them. Or yeah. digitally, yeah, easy to yeah. find. Hey, easy do you guys find. know who uh, Kitty Pride is married to now in the comics? Yeah, yeah, Peter, she's married Peter to Star Lord. Star Lord, yeah. and she is Star Lord now because oh. Peter Quill is off being uh, his dad for a little while. Spoiler oh. alert! Bang, is that? I didn't say anything. He's off being his dad. What so, Ryan. <laughs> I don't know anything about comic books. What's so, uh, that is going to wrap us up for uh, First Prince, this issue. Uh, now we move on to uh, the next uh, area, the four uh, color character companion. Ryan, open the tome of character. It's open now. You didn't, I didn't hear it creak. Oh, hang on. Let me. It's muted. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Now you've opened the tome to a random page. Who is? What is the random page that you've opened it to? To the page of... Booster Gold! Booster Gold! Oh, the future! 
Future Man, Booster Gold. So Booster Gold, um, we mentioned him briefly a this long time ago. We, way back when we did a we did a uh, a um, character compendium on the time. Blue Beetle. Yes. Um, and so this is the other half of that equation. But let's we'll get, bud, we'll, get we'll get there. So who is who is Booster? First of all, what what comic book company is sure. he with? Booster Gold is a uh, is a character from the DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, he was created by Dan Jurgens in. 1986. The first appearance is Booster Gold number one in 1986. Uh, he was the first new character to come out after Crisis of Inth- Crisis on Infinite Earths. Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's been pretty much. I don't know. I feel like he's a he's been a joke character for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I guess should I give the I'll give the the basic backstory yeah, and Alan backstory. and Alan you're gonna have to fill in all the gaps. I can Alan, see what but, I can do. But the 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 funny the the thing about Booster Gold is that he was like a security guard. Yep. In the future <laughs> in Gotham City in the 25th century, and he was working as like a he was working as a security guard at a museum, and then he found the booster gold outfit of this hero from the past, <laughs> which he put on because he thought it would look neat. And then he found a time travel device and went back in time on accident and <laughs> accidentally became booster gold, the hero from the, the past. The hero from the past. So where did the suit come from? That's what I want to <laughs> know. Um, but he was, I don't know for a long time. He was sort of DC's joke character. He's, he's sort DC's of, Deadpool for a while. Yeah. He's yeah. He was DC's Deadpool. He's sort of famously like, like always about endorsing things. He he shows up on the <laughs> Batman, the Brave and the Bold oh, show a lot so of times with uh, yeah. with coupons and you know just coming off a talk show appearance and things like that. But then the it, the history of Booster Gold, the character that he accidentally became, was that he had helped all the heroes in the universe save everybody from this horrible crisis. But it's it seemed like oh no this is just some idiot. Mm-hmm. But then Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, he did actually fulfill that thing, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I think you're the one that brought it up a couple times on the podcast. Where like he was that the it, sorry, re- repeat the question because I think I'm, I'm so going off he on a tangent. Said that, so he, Ryan said that I guess Booster Gold was supposed to fulfill some property where or some prophecy, property, property, prophecy. Well, it wasn't really a prophecy. It was. The, the the guy who who of. put the outfit on in the 25th century mm-hmm. the reason everybody knew Go- booster gold is that he'd saved everybody a long time ago mm-hmm. he'd saved the universe mm-hmm. and so it w- there was always this thing in the comics of like oh well he's some idiot but will eventually the real booster gold show up who actually did save the universe but he is the real and booster they, gold yeah and so they actually did it the, just a couple of years ago i think was it on um wasn't it part of Brightest Day or Blackest Night, or was it... Um, uh, that's a good question. I'm, not, th- I'm actually was, not sure. Really? Yeah. There, I was, mean, there was some massive like time-traveling thing that happened where Booster Gold went from like jokey DC character to like major time cop guy. <laughs> uh, according... Okay, all right. Let me... Just because I want to be uh, good on this. Let's see. Uh, according to IGN, he faked his death and saved the whole of existence. Yes. In DC's 2006 weekly series, 52 Booster Gold appeared to be killed in a desperate bid to contain an explosion while showing up new rival hero Supernova and in the process regain his lost popularity at, with Earth citizens. Alas, via some time travel fancy work, courtesy of Rip Hunter, it turned out that Booster was Supernova, enacting a plan to put the pieces in place for Mastermind's ultimate defeat. In the after, after, aftermath, bleh, 
of becoming the savior of the multiverse, Booster took to the time sphere and essentially became the DC Universe's equivalent of the Doctor, a traveling madman that fixes the wibbly wobbly timey wimey anomalies. Oh, of the that sounds awesome! So there I'm you listening. Go. So he basically he created a time paradox with himself, who is in fact already a time paradox. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And so That's yeah, he's awesome. been pretty consistent in DC. I don't think he has an ongoing currently, but he shows up yeah. in Justice, various Justice Leagues. But before that, he was part of like Justice League International and mm-hmm. like Justice League West Coast. Mm-hmm. I think they did a book where there was like Justice League reality show, really before yeah. reality mm-hmm. shows were a thing. And he was on that. But but then he's he's famously had a had a, a thing with Friendship. Him and uh, yeah. a good friendship with him and Blue Beetle. And I'm not Ted Cord, Blue super Beetle. familiar with that, so somebody else is gonna have to take the reins from here. Alan, uh, as far as I can tell, it's like because I haven't read a whole lot of it, but Booster Gold and Blue Beetle had this um, kind of not. I think it was exactly how long ago. It wasn't super recent, but it was because Ted Cord obviously hasn't been the Blue Beetle for a while. Uh, but they yeah. were really good friends, and like it was, it was because, during the eighties. It was right after he came out. That yeah, because you know, Booster Gold came back, and his whole thing was he wanted to become the greatest hero ever, and you know, show off and be really fancy and futuristic. And Blue Beetle was was at the time kind of like crappy Batman, and he was yeah, and he played the straight man to to you know Booster Gold's like crazy antics, right? It's, so they're like the Mar- odd couple of it's, superheroes. It's Martin Lewis of superheroes, exactly. <laughs> and and it's just like. They he would go Blue all Beatles crazy the and they Martin. would fight yes. crime and uh, you know there were times when they would get mad at each other and argue and other times where like they would pull off these stupid buddy cop like adventures yeah so, so it's kind of like a superhero buddy comedy exactly is what it, it a lo- in a lot of ways it feels like it reminds me of that uh, that book that we read Cron- Quantum, uh, Quantum and Woody, and Woody? Yeah. yeah yeah it's exactly why I think uh, I liked uh, Quantum and Woody um, so Ryan what are Booster Gold's like superpowers though? what did this what does this suit from the future make him able to do he. Doesn't really. He doesn't have superpowers. He um, he can sort of fly with mm-hmm. his space. Super so it's suit. like Iron Man. Sort of. He has a suit that does. The yeah, but for it's him. not like a mechanical suit like Iron no, Man. No, just no, sort no. of like it's some a future sort of, suit. Yeah, it's a power suit. It gives. Yeah. It makes him strong, and he can shoot force blasts with his wrist blaster. Uh, and he can fly, and, it, and he can pal. breathe in space. That's, that's the thing. I think and his he's got superpower, his pal who's a robot. His superpower is Skeets. Yeah, Skeets is like this tiny little Wheatley character, voiced like, by Billy West in Batman yeah, so and the Bold. Yeah, so he sounds so in Batman the Brave and the Bold, he sounds exactly like Fry. Yeah, from, uh, <laughs> but he's also basically <laughs> Fry, the drama. And Fry and or Stimpy. Your the choice. cool, the yeah. cool thing about Skeets is uh, he has a database of the past from the future. Yeah, yeah, so from tell the future. What, what's going to happen? So it's like having Ziggy or whatever his name is in Quantum <laughs> Leap, where he can just be like, "What's supposed to be happening here?" That's such and a good, like, such a good is, reference. Yeah, Quantum Leap reference. Scott I'm, Bakula. I'm going with Sequest. Next. Do you think? Okay, here's another one for you, Charlie. Draw Scott Bakula as Dracula. Then he's Scott Dracula. Okay, that's a little yeah, off. Halloween. Maybe, maybe maybe Skeets as uh, Scott Bakula. Draw him as a bat no. with his face. Why? Well, almost as if he's role. like a caricature. He's also got time traveling circuitry a, in uh, after 52, after that whole situation where he uh-huh. became, you know, Doctor Spaceman. Uh, <laughs> he Dr. Has, Leo he has, Spaceman he has time travel abilities. The chairman. You know, we didn't even mention the character's actual human human person name. His name is Booster Gold. No, it's not. Should His be. name is Is it Booster? Michael John Carter. <laughs> yes, I'll have a slice of white little, bread with that. A little bit of water on the side for dipping. A, a little bit of um 
John Carter from Mars, maybe? A little bit of Space Man? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> what is that from? Is that from Simpsons? Yeah. Uh, but he's he's been in a different. lot of... like it, uh, <laughs> There's been a lot of booster gold in non-comic book things for a character that's that originated in the 80s. <laughs> like he he was on Justice League Unlimited. Oh yeah, that's true. He he was, honestly, uh, that's where I got Brave introduced to him was Unlimited. Yeah. That and Batman yeah. Brave and the and Bold. He's always been that the he was the wisecracking guy in both of those. Oh yeah, he's and always been kind of silly. version. I think he was on an episode of uh, Smallville. I'm sure he was. Oh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I missed that. Written by Jeff Johns. Oh, there you Ooh. go. He, I mean, he, Booster Gold's run Alan, was written by Jeff Johns your boyfriend's writing stuff again. I know. <laughs> your boyfriend's writing <laughs> and he's gonna write some comics. <laughs> Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. He's writing All books. All right. Well. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There's the other... I mean, as, far as, as far as Booster Gold and comics, I don't know, Alan, you probably have read more than any of us in the Booster Gold front. I'll, I do I'll have a, I do it. have a couple recommended via um, the infamous internet, but... Um, Basically, uh, oh, just the internet League. of internet fame, Ju- yeah, <laughs> of, of the family internet, <laughs> of the clan internet, <laughs> the heiress <laughs> the in- to the internet fortune. Uh, <laughs> recommended by my good friend, Mr. Internet, my good friend, just name drop in there. Uh, That's Justice right. League International, uh, the, the run of Justice League International by Keith Giffen and uh, JM DeMatis. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's where he sort of gamed his like funniness also another run by the same creative team called formerly known as the justice league and Bless one more by the same creative team called i can't believe it's not the justice league oh, i thought uh, it was gonna be i can't believe it's not booster oh that would be, be great. great uh that being said uh most of his stuff isn't gonna be and of course there's a new 52 book that you can pick up also yes is there there's an uh, yes. ongoing new 52 book uh there was for a little bit okay <laughs> yeah it, it was there and then it's still there you just have to find it but yeah sweet well moving away from a good old booster golden into uh last part of our show and we're almost done here uh this evening uh back matter um so uh i have some i have a whole plethora of news but firstly before i get to that uh we actually did get a, a letter in the four color mailbag we just got what? a letter we did we just got Our a letter pal. we oh. just got a letter Wonder who it's from. You did that last episode. I do so, every episode from now on. We it's did happening. receive. We did Blue's receive. Blue's gonna sue us. <laughs> Blue can. <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> we did receive. Family show. Family show. Uh, a letter from good old Charlie called. We haven't heard from Charlie in a while. Hey, um, Charlie? Charlie wrote us a, wrote us a letter. Uh, he said uh, the net title of the episode still my favorite podcast. So he is still listening. <gasps> Um, of course, I still listen. I've been very busy with work and haven't been in contact for a while. But I look forward to the little uh, the little one appearing. Uh, the little one appearing by the four color uh, pod image on my phone. Um, oh, so he looks for a little little one Aww, circle. Little one. Anyway, I still owe you a bunch of U fifty two drawings, most of which I have started. Here is the list I have: Flex Luther, Flex Luther over the top, Clown Hulk, <laughs> Apocalypse Snoozing, Jughead Hefner. Uh, I think there are a few more I couldn't understand what you wanted on last week's Ghost Rider, so please send me ones I'm missing and a clarification of the Ghost Rider. Keep it up, boys. Charlie. So thank you, Charlie. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, as far We'll go back and try to get those to you. Um, I forgot about some of those. We also received uh, some um, some, some feedback, so some some welcome feedback via Twitter from uh, one of our, actually one of our interviewees, uh, uh, Juan Gideon. Yeah. Uh, uh, he Gideon. actually... Jedion. I keep saying it wrong. I'm sorry, Juan. You're so like a, It's a soft G. Juan it's like Jedion. Uh, he Kurt actually Ian. <laughs> Do it. 
he actually reached out to us. Uh, he wanted to hear the episode as soon as it went up and was like super excited to hear it. So it's really great. We've never really had a, a, anybody who worked yeah. on a creative team do that. And and Felipe Smith for also retweeting and favoriting the heck out of tweets. And, and, we, got and some, we got some good uh, Hopefully Twitter got some new listeners some this people. year. Yeah, Second absolutely. episode. Uh, I, Thank I'm you. I'm blanking on a name, but someone said it felt like family. Oh, Yeah, we had that too. Some, I can't remember who your name is. I can't remember what your name is off the top of my head, but we'll look it up real quick. Um, but... I, I'm gonna usurp your position here. Oh. Going into moves, going I, into uh, moves. I had a whole list. I uh, that's fine. I have a small bit of news that directly correlates to what we were just talking about. So do okay. I. I think we have the same bit of oh, news. We have Go the ahead, same continue. One? Continue. All right. That was from Jaron Decker. Who Go said ahead. We feel Jaron like Decker. Jaron Decker. Jaron, thank you very much. Jaren, very very sweet. You get to bring the pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving then yes. for all of us. Whipped cream too. Spray whipped cream, please. I will bring the cranberry sauce if it's not cherry. Hey. It's not shaped like a can. It's not cranberry sauce. That's Wait, true. I want a cranberry sauce to have cranberries in it. <laughs> Ryan, this is Thanksgiving. <laughs> we want red gelatin <laughs> in a can. Um, do you have the same thing that I do? I think so. I don't um, have an article up, but I, I, I saw it. Maybe you just have more. Just say it with words. Up here. Um, report. Blue Beetle slash Booster Gold movie in development. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. tracking board is reporting a Blue Beetle slash Booster Gold live action movie is in development at Warner Brothers. The studio has reportedly chosen uh, Greg Berlanti, the prolific writer slash producer behind Arrow, The Flash, and Supergirl, to direct and uh, and executive produce the film. The report goes on to call the unnamed film a, uh, quote, superhero buddy cop movie, describing it as uh, a stark contrast to Warner Brothers' more serious superhero films, such as, you know, Man of Steel, ba- uh, Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, etc. The trafficking, uh, I'm sorry, the tracking board offered no other details on the film itself, but the report did indicate that the two uh, would also be in, quote, future Justice League movies. Ooh, oh, right. so lighter side of DC. Um, so so they actually are going to have some smiles. Uh, speaking of DC, um, uh, I'm I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they showed some pictures of that new Supergirl show that's coming out on CBS. Uh, they oh. showed some photos of Red Tornado. Have yeah. you guys seen these? Red yeah, tornado. he looks yeah. like uh, the new Apocalypse, <laughs> which yeah. is so they both look like villains from Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. They both yeah. do, yeah. but not Damn. not like Remember, the good- guys. This is DC's version of Vision, and we saw what the Vision looked like in that Avengers yeah. movie. So we've got to have this Red Tornado be real. Go- oh, oh. Well, yeah, okay. He looks, it's on. It's he on really a CBS. Yeah, it's on a TV Vision, show. Yeah. It's a CBS budget. That so. being said, Ryan, yes, they look like Power Rangers villains, and not even the cool like rubber kaiju villains, like the ones where they took normal people. And putting makeup on them, and but like it was weird, the same weird budget. rubbery appliances next to their heads. Um, it's like this will look good. <laughs> I was also reading like, another article. A guy, let's paint him red. His <laughs> name is Tornado. I was also reading another article switching sides. Hey, again. I um, got a fun side, a fun oh, thing here. I'm sorry. just gonna fight. Talking about this red. Fun. This is fun. Did to I watch. mention uh, like watching tennis about Red Tornado before? Did I, have I ever talked about Red Tornado before? No, no. you haven't. Talked Tell about a more. Red Tornado before. There's a song called The Red Tornado. Okay, by the band. Horse the band. Are you wearing a shirt? Yeah, I'm currently wearing a shirt for them. Um, and for the longest time, like before I was into comics, I just like it, it's a cool like Sounds song. Cool. Sounds it's neat, just yeah. weird. And then later, when I learned about comics, and I was like, "Wait a minute, Red Tornado." I wonder. I wonder because they write songs about video games and stuff. I'm like, "Is that about the Red Tornado?" And like, mm-hmm. I listened to it, and like, I read the lyrics and stuff, and it's totally about the super, like, like the actual, like the Red Tornado. Oh wow, like oh, that's wow. cool. But it doesn't just reference it. Basically, it, he, he, Nate Nate has a, a habit of writing from other people's points of view, and if we know anything about the Red Tornado, he is. Uh, <laughs> 
he wants to be human and he's desperately lonely. Oh, but yeah. he can't because so, he's a robot. Exactly. And it's definitely like, he's like, you know, isolated and this and that. It's just like, it's weird, but it's a great song. It's by Horace the Band. It's called The Red Tornado. Go listen to it. Cool. Um, cool. So switching sides, switching sides to Marvel real quick. There was some news uh, today, actually. They talked about Spider-Man's age in the Marvel Universe and how old he's going to be as far as where he lived in his lifetime, as far as where he sits. Did you hear about this, Ellen? I heard about it. I didn't actually read the article. 15 years old. Whoa. Didn't we already know this? Really? No, they're keeping, they said they were keeping it in high school, but I didn't know if they are going to like be yeah. on like 18. Like maybe no, 15 I, is I like, thought I knew 15 this already. is like freshman in high school. I know 15, that they yeah. wanted to do like the actor needed to be, stri- they strictly wanted a teenager mm-hmm. and that's what they got. Mm-hmm. But like, whoa, dude, 15. They really want to focus cool, though, on those high school they years, don't really though. have... Yeah. They don't really have somebody like that in the in the Marvel nope. Cinematic Yeah, I mean, universe, who are the teenagers you know? these days going to look up to? Iron Man? Dude's like 45. Right? <laughs> With a drinking problem. Uh, <laughs> or are they going to look up to, to, you know, ancient old man uh, Captain America? Uh, yeah, you know, he's I like have, a whole 34. Well, uh, but but in the in the movie, he's like 80. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's I have, true. Yeah. I have one more piece of news. Well, cool. I have a couple of little things that we can talk about, but I have, I have one more piece too. of news. That it, that warmed my heart this week. Well, this last right. two weeks I saw it. Did it your heart warm? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, tell me about so. your heart warms. So apparently, <laughs> did I tell you? Did it warm the cockles of your? Yeah, heart? It, 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 it did because I, it did because finally a creator is getting his due. He's getting his due. <sighs> yep. Did you hear about this, Alan? Yeah, I did. Finally, and, ask me why oh, I care. And w- w- and whether and whether it's a good or bad thing is up to you, as far as the two things he's getting credit on, but. Uh, Bill Finger, uh, co-creator of Batman, who's long been uncredited, is now in the credits of Gotham, the show Gotham, as yep. well as the new Batman versus Superman movie, yep. getting credit for the creation of Batman. Finally. So those, those of you who aren't familiar with the story of Bill Finger, Bob Kane is famously credited with the creation of Batman. And his creation of Batman was, what if there's a guy and his name is Batman? And he had a red suit. And he has a red suit with a yellow cape. And then Bill Finger's like, no, what if we make him dark? What if we have a cowl that covers the top part of Pretty his face? Pretty much everything. What if he drives a car called the Batmobile? And then what if he has a sidekick named Robin? And what if he has a helper and, who's named Alfred? And then Commissioner and Gordon. And Commissioner then the Joker. Gordon, and Joker. Every, and every Batman thing. Everything you love about Batman, all the stuff that's like the foundation and of Batman. And this isn't like he is added it later. This no. is him in the same room with Bob Kane. Bob Kane's like, Oh, that's a super good idea. Signed, Bob Kane. Signed, yeah. Bob Kane. Yeah. And the thing is, and, and t- apparently when he was alive, though, he didn't really fight for credit, though. He wasn't yeah. like, oh, my God, I need this. I he want it. He's just like, oh, whatever. Whatever. It. No, he wasn't. Here's, here's, Always sign your name on things, kids. Here's what, I, here's what I'll say, dude. Like, look, obviously, Bob Kane deserves credit for his involvement in creating Batman. Yeah. Even if it's the spark or the catalyst. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he deserves, of of he deserves course credit. he deserves um, the the all the credit that he's gotten mm-hmm. however i think you know I, and a lot of people feel that um to receive sole credit is where the problem lies yeah. you know and that's where bill figure yeah. needs to have his name on it stuff so and, this and is then, the yeah. this is the first steps mm-hmm. to that you and know? unlike stan like stan lee admittedly they always say oh stan did this stan did this Stan's really open to be like, no, I want to give Ditko credit. Ditko deserves just as much credit as I do for creating Spider-Man. Ditko's the one who's like, I don't want to receive credit for it. I don't, I don't need Stan's handouts. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and he'll still be like, you know, still I stand help, I help create this or whatever. And like, th- that's fine because he's also saying, but also this guy too. Yeah, he's openly yeah. sending letters like, yeah, Steve deserves just as much credit as I do. Yeah. Steve Ditko is the other creator on the Spider-Man. But Steve Ditko's not, he's not, he's not accepting that credit. He isn't, I don't think that's him okay. and Stan he are. He did designs. Kid. 
yeah. Um, but yeah, but History, yeah, it finally a creator, a long, a long time coming, getting his his due from. from the more we DC say Bob Comics. Kane, the more it reminds me of Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole. Bob Dole. So uh, that's about that's about all the basic news I have. Uh, but Ryan has some comic book news. Well, I, I have some movie news. Oh, okay. But but not DC or Marvel. Movie. I have DC what? movie news. Okay, go with your DC movie news. I have, one I have some DC Marvel movie news. Movie news. Yeah. I just want to I just, just want to point out that I never have anything to bring to this. Well, maybe you should make notes alan i mean i just i don't know if that's a bad thing i don't know if people care or not like i no. guess we're discussing it regardless of who brings it i just this wanna, new section could be called tried to impress alan i just i just want to well, hear you know. what you think about the stuff that we found out i yes. mean nobody really cares but i i would i just want to make i just want to point I out that, that i Pikachu am is gonna something i i, I, know I am over here i am not on my phone hey anymore. alan i heard the I'm green still <laughs> sucks is that true what I heard the green man still sucks. Is that true? I'm sorry, I, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Oh, okay. Kyle Ratner. Did you start speaking weird? I uh, know. I Chew started go. speaking normally. Are you choking on just, something? Just ignore them. <laughs> Warner Brothers announce 2017 mystery movie. Ooh. Mystery Men? We're getting another Mystery Men? Oh, I would watch hold another on, Mystery Men in a heartbeat. Hold on, hold on. For Christopher Nolan. Ooh. That's going to be a weird yeah. Mystery Men. Wait, did they say if it's. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, Christopher Nolan is returning to Warner Brothers to make a film for 2017, but neither are saying exactly what it is, according to Variety. Announced on Wednesday um, with a July 21st uh, release date in 2017. This is something of a return for Nolan, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, also, no details of the film were being released. Variety made a point to mention that the studio owns, quote, all the rights to the new film. Uh, it's possible that we that the film could be an adaptation of one of uh, Warner Brothers' in-house properties, including uh, even a DC project, uh, though unlikely given Wonder Woman is uh, scheduled re- for release a month prior uh, in that year. So we don't really know. So what Christopher it is. Nolan's making another movie. That's the news. Christopher Nolan's making a movie. For Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers is paying money for it. Mm-hmm. For right. Warner Brothers, and it's something that Warner Brothers will own all the rights to. Interesting. So interesting. Who knows? Um, Gambit lost a director. I don't know if you guys heard that. Gambit yeah. should lose the whole thing. Oh no! It no. could still be fun. It, 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 it stars human golden retriever <laughs> Tatum Rooney. <laughs> You mean Channing Tatum? <laughs> Channing Tatum. Tatum O'Neill's a little girl from Paper uh, Moon. Okay, there you go. That was confused. Human Golden Retriever. He yeah. is, though. Um, but no, the director, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's the guy who actually directed like Rise of the Planet of the Apes and all that. He actually, uh, which actually was pretty good. Um, he actually had to leave the pro- project due to other commitments. Uh, so he's like, I'm really bummed out, but I think it'll make a good movie and I got to go. He's by. like, yeah, no, uh, um, I tried. I tried, guys. One, one let, last, let Magic Mike make that movie. <laughs> one, one last little thing. Did you guys see the Jessica Jones teaser trailer? Yeah. No, I didn't see the teaser. Oh, oh it man. It's awesome. it's short and sweet. It, but it, it really looks, doesn't tell you much, no, but stylistically, it's really cool. It says a lot. It looks really cool. So if you guys haven't seen that, go on YouTube. Check out the it, Jessica you know, Jones. Yeah, let's do it. Even though Gambit lost that director, we've seen where a director has walked away from a movie and it has still held up. And I'm not Ant saying... Ant-Man, Ant-Man exactly. yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not saying, oh, this is going to be... I'm just saying, in general, like uh, we learn lessons a lot. That's why I don't... <laughs> completely write it off. Yeah, I try not to judge like castings right off the bat... Because again, and, and Alan hates every time I bring this up. I hate everything, though. but you know, I remember the first time, I'm like Heath Ledger is going to be the Joker. What? Yeah, That's true weird. story. I thought, I thought that when and, I saw, and I, I might have even seen the movie yet, but I thought that I'm like Jared true. Leto. Okay, yeah. and I saw that trailer, I'm like, 
All right, he's going to be insane. But, but it, it's just <laughs> I'm, like it, I'm okay. I'm on board I, with I that. watched Dark Knight and I was like, well, that shut me up. <laughs> and, and then so ever since then, I'm like, okay, even if be something, open. like I'll, I'll be open to it, and hopefully it will still be a good movie because I, as '90s as he is, as as X Men and radical as you know he is. I got a soft spot for Gambit. We know you do. We know you do. Maybe that's uh, you like the, the raging Cajun. Maybe that's why I, I love the ladies. Let me so put my much, love in your pouches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird. Ryan, you said you had some news. Let's, let's yeah, yeah. It I had happen. a couple of bits of movie news. Uh, I don't actually know if I've mentioned this before, uh, but I couldn't remember if I have, so I figured I should. Uh, they announced that there's a director for Battling Boy in the movie. Yeah, Whoa, we heard about what? that. I heard that that was going to happen. Yeah, Who's so the they're making an animated I think movie. We mentioned this. Uh, the director is the animated, guy. You said? Yes. Okay. The director is the guy who made um, the short feast. Yes. For Disney, it's the one with the oh, dog. Oh wow! Where yeah. The dog follows everybody yeah. around and I eats a lot of food. Believe yeah. if I'm so not mistaken, that director. he's also involved with another project because we mentioned yes, this before. Yes, I believe so. He is involved with another comic project specifically. E- okay. The no, what was that Noel Stevenson book that we read? Where she oh, the Nimona. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's also involved that with that. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully some good stuff there. Other movie news, there's a book that I really like uh, came out a few years ago called I Kill Giants, mm-hmm. uh, and they have announced that uh, Zoe Saldana is connected to that movie now. Cool. Should be interesting. Uh, so she's going to play kind of the only adult in the movie and the story. You might um, about that in the future. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, so comic book related news. This is pretty interesting. This just happened today. A um, couple of things. One of them was uh, they announced... so. A few years ago, DC keeps sort of trying to make comic books for people that aren't thirty-year-old white males, and and then they and you know they try and they're kind of like, well, never mind, you know, and 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 they go back and forth on it. But I but I mean, but and what I mean is not just the the floppies, but actually making like trade paperbacks or, yeah. or making like original graphic novels. So the most recent series that they're giving a shot to uh, is a series that stars. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman uh-huh. in middle school. Oh, okay. The first book is called Study Hall of Justice. <laughs> All right. Uh, and and I wasn't sure about it until I read the people who were doing it. You, you guys, have you guys read Lil Gotham? Yes. The yeah. Dustin Wynn yeah. painted. Mm-hmm. L- those guys, the guys who did Lil Gotham, are doing these books. Oh, oh awesome. Nice. Sounds pretty that's rad. that's the only the, at first I was like that sounds dumb, but <laughs> those guys make good comics. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. So that's kind should of should be a good kid show, right, dude? It should be a good kids kids book. Oh, book. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a book. series of of uh, original graphic. Novel. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking like this is gonna be an animated series because that's exactly be, what it sounds like. They'll probably be pretty manga y. Okay. Knowing cool. Dustin Wynn's sort of influences uh, and stuff like that. Uh, what they should do is they should just get jla the dude yeah, yeah right JLA and just You'll be start. like let's make this into a book because yes. like dude honestly it's fantastic it, it, it reaches a wide audience with it you know it, it does a lot of that would make stuff, a fantastic but... animated show for kids and adults. Oh, yeah. that would fit absolutely, absolutely yeah. Run. Oh, yeah i mean it'd sit right next to teen titans go and be great yeah, yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, have one more piece. I have, I have like three more pieces oh, three before more pieces. i'll get okay, you there too. um but uh national book awards there's this this short list of of like the the national um, the national book awards. They have a, a a list of books that they nominate that they mm-hmm. just announced their uh, their nominations for for young people's literature for this year mm-hmm. uh, in the New Yorker and Nimona by by uh, uh, Noel Stevenson was nominated for on the long list for best young person's book. Cool. 
Nice. Which I believe it's the only graphic novel on the list. That's really uh, yeah. So pretty cool, pretty neat. Uh, also, over the weekend, SPX happened, which is a small press expo put on by the people who do Comic Con, yep. uh, and they have their awards for small press books called the Ignatz Awards. And Sex Coven won an award Ooh, for best story. Yeah, yeah. nice. So I thought that was pretty cool. We all read that book. We did. It's um, a good book. Final, my final bit of news uh, was a crazy, shocking announcement that happened today um, regarding a major Marvel character. Uh, so, so there've been, I don't really want to go into it, but there's been a lot of sort of controversy and people complaining about the lack of, of not just diverse characters in comics, but the lack of diverse creators in comics. Mm. And so Marvel today announced the new, um, ongoing black Panther book written by writer Tanisi Coates, um, who is a black writer. Uh, and he has up to this point, mostly written nonfiction I am really excited because I have been following him since he was just some blogger online, and now he's written a couple of books that have won some major awards and are wow. bestsellers. Um, but he, like, he's the kind of he's like when I read it, when I read this news that he's going to be the one who's writing Black Panther, he's the kind of guy who gets it. Yeah. He gets like the 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 idea of like Afro future and and where Black Panther would come from as a person who fits into our society in America and into a global society and who would also like this is a guy who grew up on Marvel characters who right. who has written about growing up on superheroes and the importance of Black Panther in his life when he was a kid. Yeah. So I'm super stoked to read this book. I, that's really cool because I, I've read a few Black Panther books that were really good. Black mm-hmm. Panther is a really intricate character that you can get into because of his personality and you're exactly right where he comes from. Yeah. And like how he keeps one foot in, one foot out. Um, so, I mean, I welcome any and all new Black Panther books because I feel like it's underrated by a large margin yeah did we ever i can't remember did we do black panther as a com- compendium yet i don't think so not yet right maybe we'll look into that um, but yeah but i mean there's a black panther book movie coming out he's he's been sort of referenced in avengers and he'll eventually roll into avengers so it's a good time to get into the black panther yeah and, uh, and i really like i really like this writer's he just like really injects a whole lot what's of the name humanity tanisi coates how do you spell that it's T A dash N E H I S I, and then what other books has he? Uh, like he hasn't written? done any other comics. Well, yeah, but like um, you mentioned, he was nonfiction. Yeah, writer. let me let me pull it up. Sorry, give me. So uh, while you're pulling that up, I have something brief to announce because sure. I just noticed this on uh, on Comicsology. Uh, as I don't know if you guys know this, but this upcoming Saturday is Batman Day. Oh, what? fantastic. I yeah. know what I won't be doing all day. They are on Comixology right now. Uh, it looks like until, let me see when the end date is, uh, up to 80% off on digital comics. I think it's like 1,000 Batman comics. Um, uh, its sale ends on 9-28-15, so you'll have plenty of time once you hear this as opposed to normal times when we're like really low, late on this. Uh, but a lot of the, the series include, I'm looking here, uh, the Scott Snyder's Batman run, so the most recent New 52 Batman run. Uh, it looks like It looks like uh, Batgirl, which we read, that whole run starting at the issue 35. Um, it looks like you're in here. Grayson, which we also read on the show. Oh, Grayson's mm-hmm. good. Uh, Batman Eternal, that year-long series they did. Uh, Detective Comics is also on here. The the New Fifty Two, Gotham Academy, Ian. Ooh, I like Arc Gotham of Manor, Academy. Nightwing, uh, a lot of New Fifty Two books. Gates of Gotham, A Long Halloween, Dark Victory. Oh, Gates of Gotham is good and weird. And even Ryan, All Star Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah, well, Ian can't win them all. Um, but a lot of Batman books, a lot of stuff on sale. So check it out. Maybe you'll see something you like. Even classic Batman. How books. about this? It was my birthday last week. Mm-hmm. If you buy me 
some of those books mm-hmm. that you think I should read. I will put them on the top of my reading list. <gasps> wow. You can buy as many or as little as and you care. And that's how Alan stopped reading comics. Have you and never read Long Halloween? I, no, we were going to do it as a Halloween episode. <laughs> Spoilers! I said we're going to. It's, it's, not still, like, it's still mine. Yeah. It's still mine. So, I'll so. tell you what. Because they're so cheap, you buy me some comics. I will put them. I will read them. Absolutely. And I will not argue. In fact, you know what? Now I'm going to because next month is October. I think we have to make an executive decision right now. Maybe make Alan Uh-oh, do that. Happening. I think we should do that. I know we had another plan for First Prince next time, but I'm thinking it is October next episode. Oh. Okay. And so and we can. It's twelve issue series. It's a lot of issues. Are we going to be? Halloween? Are we uh, going to split it up? Long Halloween six and six for the so. entirety of the month of October. We could do that. Let's do it. Why not? That's and I tell you what. <laughs> I'll put my money where my mouth is. Alan, I will so buy you excited. every issue. I will spend 12 American dollars. I, you don't have to do that. Shh, I was Alan, Alan, it's happening. Just let it happen. Hey, guys, I have something comics. <laughs> yeah. Get Jerry, Gary, Jerry Duggan. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Phil Noto. Yeah. Uh, oh. Have a book uh-huh. coming out in October. Oh. Uh-huh. Called Chewbacca Number One. Oh yes. yeah! Is that Chewbacca laying in a bed of rose petals? Laying in a bed of rose uh, petals, American with his, with American his, Beauty style. Like hands behind his head, just being like, it's like a. <laughs> He's just like chilling and like I don't know. He looks very. He must have eaten like a, a lot of Ewoks or something. I don't know, man. Burritos. I feel like you'd be into burritos. He would be because I would. would eat a lot of burritos. <laughs> I need, I yeah, need right? this, and this needs to be up in my room. Agreed. Like I have to it have. Should be on this. your ceiling, Chew. On my ceiling. Oh, oh yeah, your name. I, we call you Chewy. That yeah. makes sense. That's and I funny. just like lie down like that. I, and I, I look like up telling and people that my best friend's named Chewy, and they're like, "Oh, you Han Solo." I'm like, "No, your name yeah, is baby. one letter off no, from being my- Han." <laughs> you're, you're, oh man, you're, you're like literally one letter, and also in the alphabet, one too high. I actually, I'm always sort of surprised that Ian. When he met Chewie, he wasn't just like, well, call me Han from now on. I'm good. <laughs> no, that's Evan. <laughs> yeah. We decided this. I'm Chewie and Evan. I'm more Luke Skywalker. Uh, I don't think he is. I don't think any of you can call yourselves anything yeah. like that. You know you're, what? You know what, I'm an Anakin Skywalker. I'm Jughead. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like burgers? I love burgers. <laughs> I like burritos oh, that's more. That's true. Alan does love His burgers. His face was so like, pleased when he said that. He's like, I love burgers. <laughs> How love dare it. you? Um, oh, man. I had something here that was comics. but You I had asked me uh, books that, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. that Mr. Asked, Coates had written. Yeah. Uh, the, the two are in 2008, uh, The Beautiful Struggle, which mm-hmm. is a memoir about growing up in West Baltimore. And then uh, a new book that just came out this summer is actually called Between the World and Me. Okay. Uh, a lot Sweet. of it discusses sort of racial politics and and uh, the state of the United States of America. But mm. man, I really like his writing, so I'm really excited. Mm. Okay, my United States Sweet. of whatever. Chewy, um, what is it? Yeah, I I can't I can't remember. What is it, boy? It was fire. Right, it was right. It was right. Like there. Oh and well. Then, oh man. We'll have to save it for next time, then I guess. I uh, guess. All right. Well, guys, that's going to wrap us up for another issue of Four Color Commentary. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, but before we go, we uh, want to give you a preview of what we're going to be reading next time. So we made an executive decision just now. Uh, we had another book in mind, but we'll, we'll say we'll put that one on the back burner because I totally forgot that it was it was October next month. And so because of Halloween, uh, we talked about this earlier and maybe think it's a good idea. I don't think Alan does, but we'll see how we, how we feel Alan, about Alan is a grown-up man. He can handle Alan, it. Alan can handle it. Uh, we're going to be reading uh, the... <laughs> We're going to be reading. Actually, it's thirteen issues, uh, but we'll read. We'll, we'll keep it easy. We'll, keep it, we'll do the first six. 
Uh, so we'll be reading the first next times uh, the first six issues of the Long Halloween by uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. It's a Batman book, Batman: The Long Halloween. Uh, kind of a well well known book, uh, well known uh, graphic novel. So uh, yeah, first six issues, one through six of Batman: The Long Halloween to celebrate the month of October. Um, and uh, as far as uh, as far as here's my issue, guys. What are, what are we doing for here's my issue? What do you guys have? What, what are you bringing? Oh, are, Alan? We, are we doing that? Alan, are you scared? Hey, guys. Hey, Alan. What are you bringing? Do you like comic books? Yeah, I sure do. Yeah. Do you guys like video games? I sure do. Yes. Do you like really muscular men who don't wear a lot of t-shirts or open jackets a lot? Alan, yes. Uh, Alan, you promised we wouldn't talk about this on the show. I, I told you that in confidence. Uh, it's webcomic time. Yay! What time is it? Webcomic Web time. time. What time is it? Webcomic time. time. Okay, okay, we get it. He said it like three <laughs> times. Nice. Said what? What time is it? Webcomic time. time. Break it down. <laughs> you can't see this. Well, I'm Ian and I'm here to no, say you're that webcomics are a okay. okay. And they put wow. it online on a blog or a site and you can read them all day and night. Webcomics. Wow, that, that was, was actually really impressive. That was, it was impressive. <laughs> Did you write that down? No. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's laid it's, down on wax on forever. Wax, bro. It's called freestyling. <laughs> yeah, Alan. Freestyling. Get with it. Uh, I know so Green Lantern isn't it, into Alan. rapping. Get but, Batman sure is. So, Alan, are you going to bring a book? Or? Yeah, yeah apparently, I, your, apparently I'm getting to it. What's your webcomic? Uh, so I'm bringing a webcomic, and it's called Manly Guys Doing Manly Things. <laughs> That's it rad. is a webcomic uh, that will take video game characters, but only the really, really tough ones, and they all work at like an office. Okay. So it'll be good. All right. I'm uh, by the way, the website for that is called thepunchlineismachismo.com. Okay. All so right. So spell machismo on your own. <laughs> spell just like a Chewy, what do you what do you got for next time? Um, I brought a book, or I'm gonna bring a book. <laughs> I'm really upset about it. Well, I just I, now that we're doing like the long Halloween thing, like the whole time. Chewy, this is your month. I know. Man. I was just gonna bring something. Well, I mean, it's a long episode. It's a long. It's a long Halloween. It's gonna be a long Halloween, guys. Okay, you know what? Do it. You've just inspired me. Yeah. I gotta look some. I gotta look up a little bit of info here. Oh, right. Let's skip to Ryan real quick while I get the necessary info. Yeah, because I don't have a book I'm bringing. Ryan, Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. The world's gone crazy. <laughs> Whatever, Ryan. Just put him in the place. I like go. how Ryan. Once again, I have a book that I'm bringing, but nobody cares. Ian, oh, okay. Ian, you go ahead. Bring? Talk about your book. Okay. Oh, I thought I'm just. I was going clockwise. <laughs> yeah, we sit in a weird circle. Um, okay, so actually, I'm going to be bringing a, a DC book since uh, I went. I left off lastly on a Marvel book. Cool, uh, cool. cool. I'm going to bring a DC book. Uh, it's a little book called We Are Robin. Uh, it's. It looks like this is one of those yeah, DCU books um, that they brought out. Um, I don't know how well it's doing, but I, I was very intrigued by the cover, and I like the. I think I like the idea behind it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring that. Uh, yes. I'm going to bring issue one, written by. Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to butcher this again. Uh, Lee Bermejo and inks by Jorge Corona, um, colored by Emilio Lopez. So that is um, that is We Are Robin number one. Woot. Also announced by Rob Haynes and Terry Randolph. Go, Chewy. All right. I'm going to be bringing, I guess, what's a licensed property. Okay. But this book is pretty metal. Okay. All right. The name of the book. My Little Pony. It's on Dark Horse. It's Uh, My Little Pony. It's called Metalocalypse slash Death Clock number one. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a little pitch here. Okay, read can read I, the can pitch. I read a little pitch here. Yes, I'm, I'm ready. They're the to hear most it. brutal black metal band on the planet, Very and the brutal. world's seventh largest economy. Five men prophesized to bring about the metalocalypse. They are Death Clock, and they are about to enter the food chain. After a series of sponsorship deals goes sour, Death Clock launches a line of frozen meals in hopes of reclaiming their metal throne. Two things stand in their way. The enigmatic tribunal of world leaders (laughs) sworn to to topple the band and their own incompetence. So it's based on the show, Metalocalypse. Uh, The stories are written by um, Brandon Small, Jeremy Barlow, and John Schnepp. Um, And then it's drawn by Lucas Marangan, um, and it's for mature readers who like metal, murder, and frozen meat. <laughs> Dude, this is the chewiest, chewy book in it's the world. Be really the chew. so far. Yeah, it's I'm really be great. excited for this. All right, Ryan. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm totally gonna listen to this out. What, what are you gonna be? What are you gonna be bringing next time? Uh, I am bringing a book called Shudder. Oh, okay, Shudder. What is, what is Shudder about? It is about a, uh, a a young lady who um, used to do adventures. Uh, it's written by Joe Keating. And, I, I have this book. I bought this uh, first issue. You brought this book already? I bought, no, I bought the first oh, okay. issue. I've never read it. This is going oh, right, to read it. Uh, art by Lila Del Duca. So I'm pretty excited. I just read the first trade uh, last night when I was supposed to be sleeping because I was like, well, I'm just going to read the first issue again and see if it's, uh, you know, see if I want to bring it. And then I was like, oh, it's midnight. Oh, I just read six comics in a row. Probably yeah, I guess I'll bring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to wrap us up for this time. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to us. We have no idea how much we appreciate your listenership and that you guys tune in every other week to, on New Comic Book Day to check us out. And we want to invite you to come back to the only podcast where we think a Star Wars, Beatles, Batman, Hayden, Green Lantern fan would be the best Viceroy in the universe. <laughs> Alan for Viceroy. <laughs> pew, pew. I'm Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ian. I'm Ryan. Stay in there, Mints, everybody. See ya. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.